and welcome to a very special Halloween episode of the F Reality Podcast. As you can see, some of us have made the effort to dress up for the occasion. Uh, let us know in the chat if uh, you can guess <laughs> what these outfits that we're wearing are. Uh, yeah, some some are better than others. Some have put more effort in than others, but we'll roll with it. Uh, it's been a wild couple of weeks in VR, so uh, join us today as we recap the highlights from the past couple of weeks. We're going to be talking about one of the biggest VR game releases of the year, Resident Evil 4 VR, of course. We discuss our thoughts on the announcements made during Facebook Connect. Nathie gives us his hands-on, or should I say face-on, impressions of a new mixed reality headset called the Lynx R1. And to round up the show, Zim will be sharing his top picks for VR games and experiences coming out next week. Uh, but for now, let me introduce you to the team and find out if they've got any highlights that they want to share from the past couple of weeks. And also feel free to let us know what you've been playing in the chat so we can read out some of your highlights too. First up, this crazy cat cannot be tamed. He's feral, he's wild, and he probably has rabies, but he's oh so adorable and fluffy. It's the one and only Rowdy Guy. How you doing, dude? You all right? Arrgh, I, 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 I'll be doing just fine, mate. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. Uh, just for the record, uh, I got tested and the results of rabies were negative. So good to hear. Uh, that's, a, good to hear. That's, a, that's, a, that's a good thing. So no, no rabies yet. Uh, <laughs> Might, might change in the future. Um, <laughs> I was going to say, you're sitting next to Nathie, so uh, you might get rabies. <laughs> we can regularly <laughs> test it. Eh? No, I, I don't really have a highlight this week. I mean, I, I mainly played Lone Echo a little bit further, played a little bit of the of the Resident Evil, but uh, I guess we'll we'll dive in a little bit deeper on that, uh, on that later. I'm looking forward to hearing you guys' opinions on it, and I'm looking forward to sharing mine as well. Uh, yeah, it's going to be a spicy one, I think. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Straight from the horse's mouth, it's going to be a spicy one. So, yeah, welcome to the show. You've got a pirate outfit on, right? Is is pirate outfit? Yeah, I'm, I'm kind of like a pirate. I mean, it was the cheapest outfit I could find on uh, on Amazon. <laughs> Ra Rowdy <laughs> Sparrow. Have, yeah, Rowdy Sparrow, yeah. And uh, I still need to, I still have a Halloween party and I, I'm going off to uh, but, later, so, yeah. That's I, the thing, I you should have got the missus to put your, like, with the eyeliner on, gone, gone full yeah like i'm not i'm not the kind of guy to wear a lot of makeup okay sorry Fair enough. <laughs> Fair enough. there we go right that is rowdy next up this mad lad has ventured far from the friesland all the way to paris to try the latest vr tech it's our vr adventurer it's of course nathy how you doing Nathy mouse I, I, I can smell the eiffel tower from here you can yeah i was like what do you think it smells like urine yeah honestly i'm <laughs> also <there>. also <laughs> How far is Paris away from your uh, hometown? Uh, I was like a six-hour drive, so oh. I don't know how much kilometers those are, but pretty, uh, pretty far, but decent enough to drive. I mean, Europe is pretty, uh, you know, that's that's a nice part of Europe. Like, you you count to ten and you're in a different place. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'm I'm uh, well. Do, does anyone need to make any guesses who I am? Minnie Mouse. Are you a special kind of unicorn? <laughs> Minnie I think he's a kind of unicorn. <laughs> oh wow! Well, uh, any any sure. highlights uh, over the past well, couple of weeks you want to share? Or? I mean, I mean, you already kind of spoilered it in a way. Okay. That I, that I you know, tried the links. Okay, that's we're going to talk about that like, later. That's though. like an hour hour ago, so uh, this is going to be the freshest impressions I've ever given. <laughs> but uh, I already, honestly, when you said it, I already kind of forgot that I did. Wow. Because it's been so chaotic that I'm like, yeah. oh yeah, sure. But it, um, it yeah, has that, been that, a that's crazy my highlight. That's my highlight. So yeah, we, we'll talk about it later, right? 
Okay, cool. Yeah, okay. Well, let's move on then. Uh, <laughs> next up, this guy doesn't sleep in reality. He likes to head out deep into the wilderness, surround himself with creatures that want to eat him, set up camp and get good night's sleep in VR. It's a VR streamer. This is MTOK5. How you doing, dude? Bing. Yeah, I, I, I'm good. Um, actually fell asleep in VR once, for real, in um, Outlast. Live on stream. Outlast. Wow. Outlast of all games to fall I asleep so, in. I was so, like... I had done like a At run ease. of different scary oh, okay. games, and then I'd done Outlast with it was Vorpex or something at the time mm -hmm. on Twitch years ago. And you know how it drains you? It like takes your it takes your um um what am I thinking about here? Stamina. You should know this. Not not stamina. What is the thing it puts in your veins? Sanity. Um, oh. <laughs> I don't know. Sanity. Sleep, sleep um, about it. Yeah, it injects your body has a natural Do release. Dopamine. Not dopamine. Adrenaline. adrenaline. Adrenaline, thank you. So yeah. when adrenaline oh, okay. hits you, right, and then it, <laughs> it kind of wears off, it makes you really tired. So I've been going for a couple of hours, and it just I fell asleep in the chair. It's the only time I've ever, in my <laughs> seven years, fallen asleep it's live amazing. in the chair um, for I'm, 10 I'm minutes effects. or so. <laughs> in Imagine you wake up. Outlast. You wake up, and then there's stream. one of those creatures in your face. That would be like terrifying. It, it was a, are, are, aren't they naked in Outlast? I think so. Maybe they aren't wearing any pants. Speaking so of naked, I should, I should probably take my um, my 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 outfit off and. Uh, oh, I was going to guess, but you, I, I thought, I thought you, <laughs> I thought you were you were dressed as an old as an old VR brand. That's what I thought you. <laughs> oh, touche, touche. Wait a second. So there's a Z on your mask. There is a Z on my mask, and a five on my chest. Ah, Zimtok five. Genius. This is Genius. the whole Clark Kent thing, right? So I like now it. I get to be the, the Superman side. <laughs> I like yeah. it. The, yeah, any highlights from the past thought, couple of yeah, weeks? Chef, he absolutely got a highlight. Uh, I have <laughs> several, but I'll leave it to one. So, um, And this is a, probably a shout to Paradise DK, who kind of led me to this one. But there's a game called Hubris um, that has mm. been previewed uh, to a few channels and things like that. I, I don't believe there's an available public demo yet, but um, it's coming next year. Uh, having played just a day before it, uh, Subnautica uh, Below Zero in VR with a mod, I played Hubris, and actually Hubris was the more um, undersea, kind of uh, amazing environment. I, I don't think I've been this floored by an experience um, in a while. It's very pretty. It's got the whole kind of sci-fi thing about it. The creatures and the uh, interactable objects in VR are really convincing, and it's got climbing like in the climb. So you add all these elements together, it feels like three or four like VR games bundled into one. And now I'm like really interested, where's the story going to take us? Um, mm -hmm. It's freaky. It's freaky in a way that I like it. So Hubris, look out for that one coming next year. Uh, if you're into sci-fi stuff, uh, yeah, keep your, keep your eyes open. From what I saw um, of the videos that I've seen of this game, the water physics look amazing as well, because you can jump into the water, right? Yeah, actually, it's something that, um, and having been an early adopter of the original Subnautica like that, that uh, in and out of the water transition can be really rough in VR, and they've done it very well. And you actually have swimming mechanics, which feel better than any other VR game I've I've played. So it, nice. it really is as a as a starting gun. Like, but looking at it, I was like, this is going to be like one of those flashy looking Unreal projects that look pretty, but kind of feel like they're. You know, it's like a, a sheet of lasagna <laughs> over a like boiling lava or something, and it's going to crack at any moment. But it, it's actually it's actually solid. As I said, story, gameplay elements, VRification, all of that's in there. So, really yeah. high hopes. It's going to deliver us a multi-hour campaign. 
Cool. Nice. Keep your we, eye. We, uh, we got some. We got some inputs hubris. from the chat, by the way. Uh, to okay. as to like what 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 Zim is dressed as. I've seen uh, Metazim. <laughs> Metazim is one of the. <laughs> I've seen. It's the Zuckerman. <laughs> it's the Zuckerman. Uh, the Zuckerman. I think that's my favorite one. And uh, yeah, I thought Ziman as well. Ziman. Uh, oh yeah. Keep, nice. keep the suggestions coming. Keep them coming. He's yeah. going to be Zuckerman for now, okay? Oh. <laughs> Zuckerman. Zuckerman. I'll, I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> nice. So, yeah, your highlight was uh, hubris uh, for hubris. those that missed the, missed the name. Um, <laughs> So yeah, if you don't know who I am, my name's Mike, uh, host of the show. Uh, but let's see what the chat have been up to. Uh, wait, 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 You say you're Mike. I don't believe yeah. you're Mike. Well, some, 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 imposter, some people imposter. in the chat got it right. Some wait, people wait, in the chat yeah, got it right. Palmer Lucky, yeah, right? It's, it's Palmer Lucky. Palmer Lucky. Palmer Lucky. <laughs> <laughs> He's got the shirt. It's Leisure Suit Larry, right? Leisure, Leisure Suit, suit Larry. Larry. <laughs> <laughs> what is the guy called again with all the pets? Uh, uh, Ace, Ventura. Ace Ventura. He does look uh, a little yeah, like Ace Ventura. I need the hair for Ace Ventura. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. But a couple of people um, got it right. Uh, Water UK got it right. Um, it's Max Payne. Um, specifically, Max Payne 3. Um, yeah, when he goes out. and He wears this literally, this exact shirt. It is the exact one from the game. The replica. Uh, searched high and low to find it. But yeah, and the same glasses as well. So there we should, you go. We but, should get that voice, the, the voice actor from Max Payne to like do an intro for F Reality. We should so do that. That would be so cool. Yeah. He's, his voice is so iconic, you know? So, so great. So, it so actually, great. it, it, it kind of broke my soul a little bit when I realized that the guy who looks like Max Payne isn't the guy who sounds no, like Max Payne. Like, they're different people. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, like the guy who looks like Max Payne is the CEO of Remedy. Yeah. And the host of this podcast, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> So have the chat been up to much? Have they been playing uh, Yeah, 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 yeah. So there, there have been, like, this week has been, uh, I mean, I guess, like, a busy week for a lot of VR users. I see uh, people mm. actually playing Lone Echo 1 as well. There was David Peters, for example. Mm. Uh, I saw Resident Evil 4. Sneaky Snooks was one of the people who played that one. Uh, and then I saw Wato UK playing some Microsoft Flight Simulator 2020 in glorious VR, of course. Uh, let me go through a little bit. Now it's just all suggestions for what, what Sim's name is. <laughs> Zoro Talk 5. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. The Green, the Green Lantern. Yeah, there's another one that I saw. But yeah, I've seen a, I've seen a lot of games being played that's that's been released this week, so yeah. Been a, it's cool. been a good week for VR. Yeah, it's been a good couple of weeks. Yeah, it's been a crazy month. It's been a really crazy month. So oh looking my, forward to getting yeah. into it a little bit later on. Uh, but before I start getting into the news, maybe I should start by thanking our first sponsor of the show. Mm-hmm. And that is, of course, Synth Riders. They've uh, shown us some love once again, and we love having them uh, as a sponsor of the show. Uh, so if you're not familiar with Synth Riders, it's a su- superb music rhythm game from the team at Cluj Interactive. And they've just released a brand new free update to the game called Spiral Mode, uh, which is a mind-bending new way to play the game, unlike anything you've seen before in a music rhythm game before. And this kind of new mode, uh, it offers a new way to play the game by leading the player through a cylindrical stage. So you're traveling on this cylinder that kind of rotates and you've oh. kind of got to lean to move with it. So I got to try it out earlier on. It's really cool. Um, and basically you need to do that to avoid obstacles and navigate the new modes, many twists and turns. So it's uh, basically like Wipeout, but you being the ship. Yeah, that's a good way of describing it. It's quite intense, but uh, a lot of fun. Uh, They've added a spiral mode to all the current tracks available uh, and also an additional track which they've just released for free called Go from from Dance with the Dead. Uh, So yeah, a fitting name for this Halloween. Um, So yeah, 
Check out Synth Riders and the new free Spiral mode available now on Oculus Quest, PSVR and PCVR headsets. A link to the Quest version is listed in the description down below. Thanks mm. again. All right. Thanks. Um, so to start off the news this week, I thought we'd do a little chat about uh, Resident Evil 4 VR because it's been one of the a biggest... A little, you're saying little chat? We'll try and keep it little because we've got a lot to cover this week. <laughs> cover this week. Um, but obviously it was one of the biggest uh, VR releases this year, aside from Lone Echo 2. Uh, obviously ex- exclusive to the Oculus Quest 2, although uh, since its release we've discovered that a lot of people with Quest 1s have actually been enjoying the game as well. Yeah, there is a, li- a little workaround, so if you're interested in that workaround and you want to play Resident Evil 4 VR on your Quest 1, go search up the Oculus Quest subreddit. They've got some guides over there on how you can do it. It's pretty straightforward by all accounts, and it seems like the game runs absolutely fine on Quest 1, so I'm not quite sure why or the rationale betwi- uh, behind mm-hmm. Oculus not releasing it for the original Quest. I guess it's to push people to buy the new hardware, but... Who knows? I, I suspect it just didn't meet their QA standards. And the problem is yeah. if you hold your QA standards against other devs and say you can't go on the store unless, you can't then turn around and release a game that doesn't meet those standards. It just And that's probably it. A few places yeah. in the game don't don't there aren't up to scratch. But I'm so glad that there's a workaround that people with Quest 1s don't get cut out. That's, yeah. that's important. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, although I'd imagine it's probably a small percentage. It's still like... A decent chunk yeah. of people, I would imagine. Um, so yeah, I'm great. There's a work. I'm happy. There's a workaround. Um, so what did you guys think of it? Have you have you guys finished the game? Have you how far into it have you guys got? About four hours. I'm okay. About four hours into it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Nathy. Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Rowdy, yeah. how, how about you? How how, how long are you got oh, in? A couple of hours. Okay. Uh, I think maybe maybe two hours. Something so like that. Got some decent amount of time in the game to talk about it. Um, so I've actually finished the game. Uh, my playthrough probably took around 10 hours or so. That was from start to finish. And I, and that wasn't exploring every nook and cranny. I did a sort of moderate amount of exploring, um, but yeah, didn't get everything. So there's, if, you're, if you're familiar with Resident Evil 4, there's tons of treasure littered around the maps, which you can find, seek out, and then you can use that as currency to sort of trade in with the, uh, the merchant to upgrade your gear and buy new weapons and expand your inventory as well. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it's well worth doing that. But um, did, did you find uh, when you were going around the map and stuff that finding that treasure was like 10 times easier? Because in VR, it like catches your eye. Way easier. So much easier, right? Like even like through slats of things, you'll see it. I mean, yeah. I remember, you know, playing it another way. And yeah, anyway, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's an advantage in VR for sure. And I think, you know, thinking ahead of other titles that might be coming to VR, like that's an advantage for for sure. Certain things that were difficult before now get easy. Well, I mean, I, I mean, talk, talking about you saying that, you know, like this this game feels like complete new game. Even like I I never played Resident Evil Four before, but I watched like a pancake gameplay of it. Yeah. And it's like a total different experience. Yeah, I, I agree it's with you. It's completely new. It's completely because fresh. I've been lying to you guys this whole time. I didn't lie. I didn't realize. But um, I was going through my, my cabinet after I saw... I was like searching to make a thumbnail for a stream that I was doing for this. <laughs> and then I ran across this like black and white graphic. And I was like, oh, sh- it isn't Resident Evil 5 I played. I actually played Resident Evil 4 on Wii. I forgot about that. <laughs> that it was actually out. And I beat it. Never. I, I don't think I beat it, actually. I think I, I got uh, stuck in some spot. But... Um, 
So it's a funny, totally different game. Uh, it is, it is. But yeah. it's funny because you you playing the Wii version, that was the last version of the game I played of it as well. And in fact, that was previously oh. my my favorite way to play the game. Um, you know, the GameCube was the original version. The Wii kind of updated it a little bit and added yeah. motion controls with the so, Wii motes and the nunchucks, which yeah, made running. the game way more fun and immersive at the time. But now playing it in VR and actually, you know, stepping in the shoes of Leon Kennedy for the first time, for me, it... It, it's the best port of the game to date, you know, in my yeah. opinion. And, yeah. you know, you did you did make a valid point there that some of the collectible items, they're a lot easier to find. And I also find that the combat is easier now because you do have a massive, yeah. massive advantage in VR because previously if you played the game on a flat screen, Leon would mm -hmm. kind of stop moving as soon as you brought your weapon up uh, and you couldn't strafe or anything like that. Mm -hmm. You're kind of jammed into the same spot. But but I mean, now even, you can strafe around and move around freely yeah. whilst aiming, so it gives you a huge advantage, actually, but still yeah, a lot but of even, even compared to the new Resident Evil, you know, 8, this is a pretty easy game uh, to finish. Yeah, although there is a, uh, there is a caveat to that. Um, when you play the game from, from the start, you've got easy and normal mode. When you yeah. finish the game for the first time, it unlocks mm. New Game Plus, so all the weapons that you collected throughout your previous run carry over into a, a new run. That makes it even easier, in my opinion. But then you also unlock Professional Mode. Professional Mode, I can tell you now, is hard as balls. Like, I, I, I really struggled with Professional Mode. Ammo is, like, super, super scarce. You have to use your knife a lot. Um, nice. And, you know, you easily get outnumbered and swarmed by uh, the enemies. So if, you're, if, you're, if you think the game is too easy, then play through it and then try professional mode and get your ass. Why isn't it unlocked from the beginning? I mean, that, uh, it's just one of those things you unlock through playing the game. Yeah. yeah. It, it's similar to what they did with, um, with covert ops, phantom, uh, phantom covert ops, you know, where we're like, they're, they're, they're giving extensibility to the game. Um, I, I did find like, I, it was surprisingly, I'll use this term again, VRified. Like I, like from the, from the, um, the initial handshake, I was quite impressed. Like the environment that they put you in, which is, I suppose, inside a church or a castle or something like that. Mm -hmm. um, but that transition from the opening menu into that part of the game, particularly on Quest, most games don't do that very well. Like they, the the initial handshake for Quest games is choppy. Normally, it's like yep. here's a flat loading image. Here's a you know flat and sometimes no stereo depth to the loading. Then you oh, yeah. load into the game. It didn't feel very good, but but this they did a great job of that first like two minute experience is really really great. But and the then, loading is very fast too, right? I mean, you the don't loading have to is wait very quick, almost almost too quick in certain places. It's like you know <laughs> why, why have the loading screen at all? Like it kind of felt it feels weird. Mm. It's if it's just a second or two, you know. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, but all the weapons, you know, they felt great. You know, you have to manually reload them, which is which is awesome. Which obviously we're used to in VR. But you know, if if you're picking up this game for the first time and jumping in and buying a quest just to play this game, and then you get to do that for the first time, you know, it's just going to blow your mind. Uh, obviously, the story it's a, it's a classic if you're familiar with the story. Um, it's a lot of fun. It, it's got some crazy characters in there as well, which are a lot of fun. Um, some people were, were, were kind of upset a little bit about this game um, because there is uh, some bits that have been cut out for this VR version. Censored. Yeah, so they've, they've, they've censored a few things. And it's, it's mainly lines of dialogue that refer to like Ashley's chest. There's some misogyny in there and some like just cringe dialogue that was cut out. And personally, I don't think it has any 
effect on like my enjoyment of this game and it's kind of annoyed me to see so many people say oh this game is censored and you know we shouldn't support this and it's like yeah but if you actually look at what content was cut out it was all kind of cringe stuff that probably doesn't deserve to be in a a game releasing in 2021 you know what i mean i and i but i I think the reason why people were upset as well is because facebook is the one who's responsible for this game if it would have been a different company i think it would have been a, a kind of different discussion there yeah, I don't. I don't know personally. It doesn't. I think it's affect- a difficult discussion, just in general, to have. Like you have people, like some people see this as a work of art, and art is not meant to be touched. Uh, you know, but at the same time, it's Facebook who's like co-publishing, releasing this game. So of course, you have some kind of way of how that piece of art then is like being portrayed on their platform. So you can make arguments for both for yeah, both ways. Exactly. And I think people should just make that up for themselves. I think it's hard to like get like a straight line in between those two. There is a a list of all the stuff that's cut out. So if you do want to see what's been cut out of the game, you can go and check it out. Um, Mm -hmm. If you just Google it, there's plenty of websites that have reported on it. Personally, it didn't have any bearing on the enjoyment that I got out of this game. And um, And if you never played it, you're not even going to notice it in the first place. And if you have played it, it's been so long, honestly, if you remember those bits, (laughs) you know. And I also don't think, I mean, some people are probably worried that it sets a dangerous precedent, that, you know, every game here on fourth is that's that's a re-release is going to get cut down. But I think seeing from what they cut, I, I think it is smart, right? If you're on, the, on that boundary fence between the purist, the artisan to say, keep my game as it was, and hey, we're updating. I think if you're going under the hood to VRify something, you're doing enough work that really it's a new publication. Like even if it's the same story, it's the same game mechanics, you're, you're putting a lot of new in, effort into that. So I, I, I definitely, personally, I fall on the side of editing things out that... Uh, are not right to put out in 2021 it makes sense you know i don't want them to get involved with you know say they released um saving private ryan and there's no swear words in the whole thing right let's say that was a video game right like that kind of neutering is just is just too much censorship but um there are certain topics that just have we've grown up right as a as a as a world we've grown up and grown out of things and you know gender identity is a thing as well like if there was something in in the game about that and and it was mm-hmm. it was going in the wrong direction. It would make sense for them to take a censorship yeah. stance on it. So. I, I, I agree with it. I agree with it. And like I said, I don't think it has any bearing on the quality of the game or how much enjoyment you no. can get out of it. Um, one thing I did have a, a bit of a problem with, which I saw was uh, a kind of a reoccurring issue that a lot of people had with the game, or like this port specifically, was that the cut how the cutscenes were handled. Because so if you're not familiar <laughs> with how how they they worked it out, they couldn't sort of rework all the all the all the cutscenes so you're in them like uh, you know a, a VR game would normally have because this is an old game that's been ported um they kind of dealt with the cutscenes that you are sort of transported to like a, a little immersive environment and you watch the cutscene play out on a flat screen in front of you um I, I found it a little bit jarring um being pulled to and from the sort of game world into this kind of like immersive theater mode uh, a little bit um especially where there were like very short cutscenes, like Leon jumping out of a window or climbing a ladder or something like that. That was particularly yeah. jarring, but for the most part, you know, you kind of get used to it a little. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 the the movie the, the movie bits were fine, you know, where you really have to get a part of the story. That's okay, but I felt like you know they could have at least made like his kick into VR, yeah, the roundhouse, like kick. a little animation, like him pushing the ladder. It could have been an animation. So on that side, I found it a little bit, you know, immersion breaking. As I said, the, the long cutscenes, like you're like in, in video games, in pancake video games, you have 
floating cameras, right? Virtual cameras. You can't make the player a camera in, in some kind of like Hollywood kind of thing. So yeah, the shard scenes, I hope they're gonna redesign those because they do really break the immersion. And they're annoying too, because if you're in the combat and you uh, look to the left and suddenly the cutscene plays to the left, but then you have to look at the right. So it also is a disadvantage sometimes. So it's it's kind of, yeah, not yeah. my jam to be honest. Yeah. Um, but other than that, if you're like a, a, a purist, you know, you love this series and you're familiar with the DLC as well, uh, just know that the Mercenaries content, Separate Ways and Ada Assignment weren't included with this VR port. Although I'm hoping that because of the success of the game, that maybe Oculus and um, Armature, the developer that did the port, will consider adding it as like future DLC. That would be really, really cool because, yeah. you know, you could replay the whole game as Ada in, in Ada Assignment, which was pretty cool. Oh, right. Yeah, see, like for me, um, if we're talking about kind of the pluses and minuses of the game, I find the knife combat to be a bit binary. Um, and also The Walking Dead has spoiled knives for me because the ability to have the knife uh, kind of pronounced and then have it in stabby mode, right? Like that swap ability, I think should be now a standard across all VR games with a knife in it. Because um, I really do like having a knife uh, in, a, in a more defensive mechanism to be able to take out zombies and stuff like that. It, it feels like what we've just touched on. It feels like they've taken three different types of, I'll call it, uh, viewport in VR and kind of mash them together. So you do have like that roundhouse kick or the ladder that you were talking about mashed with the movie bit, mashed with the first person bit. And I don't think I've played a VR game, at least not a successful VR game that's done that. So that's probably their biggest sin. I would have to agree. But the thing that I, again, I think I said at the opening for me that on the positive side, the game really does a great job of bringing you immersed into a game that's quite dated at this point. Mm. And there are VR mechanisms in the game that you're playing with, whether it's interactions with the weapons or just lining up the sites and stuff like that, that make it feel fresh. Uh, and being in those yeah. environments as well. I mean, for example, yeah. right? That the, the crates that you can break open and things jump out at you, like I've had a few shriek moments in that. That would never have happened in flat, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, it just wouldn't. But, and then you yeah. end up you end up getting like this um, Stockholm syndrome with the game as well. I don't know. It, it, it felt it felt actually quite a lot like um, the PSVR built specific, you know, Resident Evil Seven, which um, you know they obviously VRified, but they made some mistakes in that. And this is kind of feels a bit like that. So it's not your perfect VR game. But, it, but for what it does with well, immersion, that's why we call it a port and, it's and revisiting a classic ground up four. I'm know? just very happy. So, that, that's why I can so, take yeah. any of these sides, right? These like small, I'll call them small defects that don't <laughs> impact the main game. If you haven't played this game before, it, like what a blessing to get that as as a as a cake know, that you can just stuff really your fun. face into. So I'm 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 glad they sponsored oh. this, and I'm glad that we're getting more along this chain of let's VRify old great titles that are lightweight and can actually fit on Quest. So, I mean, I'll, I'll give my opinion on the game as well, because I think it's like, it's radically different from what the impressions are that you was. Now, keep in mind, I haven't finished this game. I've played it for two hours and I turned it off because I simply, I, I mean, I didn't like it. No. Um, that's, that's one thing. Um, although I do think that the story is great. I have a, a great feeling about the story. I love Resident Evil stories. It's not my type of game though. So this, this is important before I like start like talking about things. I've never played Resident Evil 4, so I don't have a nostalgia feeling going back in here. For me, this is like I'm going back into a new VR title. And for me, it's, I mean, it almost feels like I'm playing a 16 year old game. And that's probably you, because you it's are. 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And like, 
I mean, I agree, like the intro scene is, is very nice, looks very polished, they clearly did that over. But in a large part of the game, I like as, as someone who hasn't played the original, who doesn't recognize any of the original things, it feels very, very dated. I, I've encountered a lot of 2D textures, like the, the plants that they put on the ground, yeah. the environments that you have around, they're all in 2D. And I, yeah, I don't know, like I, it's, it's just not... I, I, well, I mean, I, I, nostalgia makes up for a lot of stuff. That's of course, just, of course. But then, then I wonder, yeah. like, with like, because I saw like King of Nurse actually, he, he posted a question in the chat. Do you think younger players will enjoy the game as much if they don't have nostalgia for Resident Evil Four? I believe that they may see the control as stilted, and I and I agree with that. I think that a lot of younger players will go in this game, and they've heard a lot about Resident Evil. They think this is a new Resident Evil game, and it's it's just not. The AI feels very very lacking. It's it's, it's too old. It's too slow. It's too easy. The controls, of, of, in my opinion, are weird. Uh, for example, the locomotion controls, the options that they have, they don't make any sense to me. They don't have any hand following. You have orientation following, but that doesn't work because you need to use it with the with the thumbstick. So there were a lot of controls where I personally had issues with. I do appreciate the manual reloading. You know that, that I'm, a, I'm a big fan of that. Uh, so that that is, cru- that is good. But in general, it, it yeah, I don't know. It, it feels to me like... Kind of like what I expected. It's going to play as a port, and yeah. I don't, I don't consider this as a VR game. And I've been spoiled with with VR games in a similar genre. If I, for example, look at like oh. Saints and Sinners, I, I would recommend that guy that game like like forty times over before even considering this title. Yeah, well, you know, I, you know, the thing that 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 I want to say about this is that you know, I mean, it, it's your opinion, and, and I do think it makes sense in, in in many ways. Although you know, I played Resident Evil 8 myself. I finished it twice, mm-hmm. and I actually had a blast playing this one. Although, yeah, I like the genre, um, but I do agree that we should be looking at labeling this stuff because I I think people are gonna confuse now what's real VR, what's a yeah. port, what is you know because this mm-hmm. is this is VR but not completely. You know what I mean? And 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 it's now mixed between all the other games that. So I, I think people are now thinking that this is VR, you know what I mean? Who just bought their headsets. And I mean, yeah, yeah, to, me it, personally, it, it, to me personally, this feels a little bit like, and I said that before as well. Um, mm. I think what Oculus is doing is they're, they're pushing these like older titles to like developers. Like for example, they, they contact, because I knew they contacted Rockstar because I said it even back down on the podcast. They're hoping that by doing something like Resident Evil 4, someone like Rockstar will say, well, you know what? We have an older title. We have GTA 3. Because I was thinking they were going to do Vice City. That was my guess. They were going to do a port of Vice City and try to bring that to VR. But they did it with, with San Andreas, which is which is great, of course. But I think this is kind of like a way to like make like people who have you know nostalgia for those kind of titles to bring them over to VR to experience those. And for that, it's great. But I don't see that there's real, it, it, like, these are not the VR titles that I'm waiting for. No, but the thing is, like, we're now, these times are screaming for games like these because we have a content problem at the moment. And this mm. is a part of the solution, not completely. Mm. Because the thing I am a little bit afraid of is that, you know, since Resident Evil has done so well, that we're now suddenly, like, next year we're only playing ports. And we're, we're and then we're like, we're the real, uh, you know, from the ground up built for VR games. But that's, that's the thing that it brings me- I'm kind of... 
Personally, I, 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 don't, I don't mind, you know, but maybe it's because I love Resident Evil 4 so much and I'm a big fan of the series. But would you mind if you always played the, that everything were ports? Well, yeah, if 80% 80, if 80 of your games that were landing next year well, were ports. Well, that's what I'm saying. Right? Yeah. I, I think, I think the, the important thing with ports right now is the, the brand recognition of these games, right? Because it reaches yeah. such a wider um, and broader audience than just like the VR bubble. And I think but that is... But it's also cheaper to make, just, just so you know. Uh, Maybe, but I think it's. I think that is critical to bring more people on on board yeah, as a gravity well. Yeah, exactly, because and I, that's, you know, that's why I, I, I think the thing it's is, actually the thing smart is like, to have. You know, look how amazing Lone Echo Two is, right? Like we love that game very, very much. But you got to my 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 best friend, who's a traditional gamer, and I say, "Oh, dude, I played this game, Lone Echo Two. It's fantastic." He doesn't know what the frig I'm talking about. If I yeah. say I played Resident Evil 4 yeah. in VR, he knows instantly what I'm talking about. And I think that's oh. so important yeah. for these ports. And I, I completely agree with that. I think it's great for like, you know, making people aware of VR. However, if I'm showing VR to people, this I will not be showing this game. Because that's fair enough. I, that's, fair I, enough. I, I, that's fair enough. If I, if I, I can show we, we something have like opinions Echo, on this one. Of course. Yeah. Of course. And I think but that I, for I, me, I, from my side, like there is a, uh, you mentioned if you've played it before, it may influence your opinion. I'm definitely yeah. in that camp. Because, yeah. and that's what I noticed going into it, because what they did with the user interface uh, to make this like openable, like the phone that opens into three folds in your hand, uh, yeah, to, the well menu done. system that is actually one yeah, of the most awesome. gorgeous settings menu systems that I've played in a VR game, to turn it from flat to that, that's not a small uplift. That's like, that's substantial re-engineering. Oh, it's, it's a solid port. It's not yeah. like, we have seen lazy ports in the past, right? Where it's like, oh, this, we call this VR. You're like, okay, yeah, but... But this is like, yeah, this is a decent port. One of the points that frustrated me the most is like the, I need to do like those Wii movements with my hands in order to like <laughs> yeah, well, break out or like run yeah. away from like a falling yeah. rock or whatever. Those kind of things like like that, I, yeah, they, they just well, move I, I mean, They do I mean, allow you to opt out. The, they allow you to opt out yeah, of that, they do. which they is do. nice. Yeah. And actually on the flip side, I'm one of the people who likes quick time events. I liked it with the, with the Wii and I like it with this game. And the thing is, we actually went through a, a in the console series, right? We went through a bunch of games that had quick time events for like three to five years, and then they went out of f fashion, right? And this yeah. coming back is kind of funny because it's a viewport <laughs> into that, and I don't think yeah. modern games are gonna really want to have quick time events. So I, you're you're part of the yeah. crowd anyway, Rowdy. That even back then hated quick time events, and I can totally yeah, understand yeah. it. I get it. it I think it's this great. game, like, it, it levels up VR in a way, but it also kind of downplays VR a little bit. It's kind of in, in, in the middle there. But I'm kind of, I'm glad that we've got differing opinions on it. Um, I, I think it's, it's, it's good to have, like, different opinions on things and sort of talk about it you know i think oh, i think it makes okay. I, mean, I think it makes the show really? way more interesting for people to listen oh. to <laughs> okay. um but yeah you know maybe you should do it more you know maybe you should do it more have different opinions oh maybe but like if i if i wanted to to bring another game uh, into vr maybe we should have a little uh you can pick a game that you'd love to see in oh. vr and I, I mentioned this in my uh, resident evil 4 vr review as well that i would love to see a dead space port uh brought to to vr i think that game would be a great fit uh it's scary as hell and, uh, you know, aiming those uh, sort of like, what is it, plasma cutters and stuff uh, mm. in VR at those kind of like necromorphs and like blow their limbs off and stuff. I think that would be amazing. So, yeah, that's the game that I would like to see ported to VR next if uh, if Oculus were listening. What about you guys? Mm. I got one. Old one. Okay. Many of you won't have played this. Painkiller. I really liked the environment Ooh, of Painkiller. Okay. It had these wonderful 
brutal uh, objects. Like if in modern day, it would probably be Doom Eternal. But if I'm pulling something from the past, I'd want Painkiller to come back. It was it was pretty gory. You were a dead guy. You were you're trying to fight for your soul. I mean, there was blades, gore, guts kind of thing. Uh, first person shooter, right? But I'd like to see something like that come in VR. I know we've got plenty of stuff, and I, that's just that's just my kind of avenue. Cool. Right? What about you guys? Um. For me, I mean, for, like, it goes a little bit against what I've been saying the entire time because I, I, I'm basically saying that ports like don't really work. But if there's one game that I would like to see ported and it really works well, uh, based on a condition that it works well, but I, I don't think it's possible. It's like I said before, I would like to see Prototype. I think okay, that's yeah. it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, cool game. Something like that. Or something maybe more realistic. I mean, um, I know that you guys know that I'm I'm a fan of like strategic games. So maybe like something like Age of Empires, seeing that ported over completely mm, on like a giant okay. table. Yeah. Uh, but again, these are like more like new titles. I saw in the chat, by the way, someone say Shadow oh. of the Colossus. Mm. And I think that would be a, a really, really great title as uh, well. You just made me think of another one now, Operation Flashpoint. I want a proper mill sim where you've got tanks, you've got the ability right. to lay you can't, in a, a You can't field, choose multiple ones, then. You've just got to choose one. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Nathan? What about you? I mean, it would be very obvious, but if I if I could pick something else than Bioshock, I would say. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. been Uncharted. popular in the chat as well. Yeah. Uh, Uncharted is also something that could be like, you know, this adventure being Indiana Jones in VR and all these beautiful locations, finding treasures. First person? First person Uncharted? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. I guess you would you would probably go for a dual mode Uncharted, eh? Like, be able to play it in first person or third? Yeah, but you know, like, third per- like I love third person in VR, but that's not the most popular. It's not the way to sell it, right? It's just that I do hope that, you know, we're n- like, it, it doesn't get so hyped up to the point where uh, they think that everything can become a port. Because not every game is made to be VR, you know what I mean? So I don't know, I we proved Kuru their, Kuru their Kuru their to become Squingle, so that, you know, that <laughs> yeah, pretty yeah, much yeah, yeah. sets the bar. In, in this case, this game was made for VR, and it completely, as I said, completely reinvents this game. It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. I loved it, Rowdy hated it. There you go. Um, but we've got some good uh, suggestions. Sorry, in the, it, <laughs> yeah, you hated it. Good, good yeah, suggestions in the it. chat. Uh, we've got Shenmue, uh, Jack and Daxter VR, System Shock, Lemmings. That would be interesting. Lemmings. Bioshock. Wait, 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 wait. How does Lemmings work in VR? Do you no just have idea. people running off a cliff? We've got they, that they, they don't, attack. I've actually it. already played a, a Lemmings VR game before. So there is something, uh, uh, okay. like uh, someone who modeled that, well, not modeled the, the original game, but made like a VR version of it. Metal Gear Solid, World of Warcraft. Good suggestions there. Yeah, thank you very much. Oh, God, World of Warcraft. Um, so VR. that's our thoughts on Resident Evil 4 VR. A little bit divided, but, you know, I think uh, overall, if you check out the reviews in the store as well, a lot of people share our opinion in saying it's a, it's a fun and, uh, you know, it's a, it's a worthwhile game picking up if you've got a quest and you're I looking think, for I a, think Rowdy's a, opinion is on page 20 somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> um, so let's move on then. Um, but before I get into the Facebook Connect discussion, um, I do want to sort of delve into that. I want to quickly mention that there were two other big VR events that took place over the past couple of weeks, and it wasn't just Facebook Connect. Yep. Uh, both Vario and Pimax had events as well where they unveiled new and upcoming products. Uh, just to give you the sort of like lowlights of those two events, if you kind of missed them, um, just to sort of give you a, a bit of an informed uh, perspective of what happened. So uh, Vario announced a new headset called Aero, which is a, a bit of a departure from their business and enterprise focused headsets. As this is a headset that's available to any, anyone, like anyone can buy this headset, although it is very expensive still. Um, 
It boasts super high-end specs. Uh, we've got dual mini LED uh, displays running at a resolution of 2880 by 2720 pixels per eye, yep. uh, running at 90 hertz with 115 uh, degrees field of view. It has mm. built-in eye tracking for dynamic foveated rendering, which is something we've been talking about on the podcast like forever, I believe. Uh, but this is one of the first headsets that you can actually buy as a consumer that has this baked into it. So that's awesome. Um, and it also has automatic IPD adjustment because of the uh, the eye tracking built into it. Uh, it is super expensive. Like I said, uh, it's two thousand US dollars. Um, so you will need deep pockets for this, and you'll also need your own headphones and microphone solution oh. if you want to play, uh, you know, any sort of like multiplayer content. Uh, but the key thing with this headset from Vario is that you don't need a yearly license, which is what was required with all their previous headsets, which were mainly focused so at businesses. And you're enterprise. getting their software for free in a way. Essentially, yeah. Um, you know, I could see this being super attracted, uh, attractive for like, you know, flight simmers and, and racing simmers um, who want the, the the very best cutting edge headset possible and have the cash uh, to to drop on it. But um, yeah. And the, and, the, and the furry people as well. Um, yeah, I don't know if this one's the that VR interesting. And the, uh, uh, I don't know if this one's that interesting that's for those. Uh, maybe the no. next one. Maybe the Pimax might be. Um, let me let me talk okay. about that. So if you're interested in the Vario, like I said, it's two thousand US dollars. You can pre-order now. Uh, delivery will yeah. be by the end of the year. Can I just say one thing about that? I I do have to give them props. I think they had the best presentation of all the events that happened. Vario did a really yeah, was, good job. Yeah, I was, was really very fun to watch. Very yeah. enjoyable. Very honest too. And no fake excitement. I love. No fake excitement. Yeah, mm. yeah. Vario, uh, Vario are a really, really cool company. They do some really interesting stuff, yeah. um, yeah. and it's kind of interesting that they're they're kind of bringing a lot of that cutting edge tech uh, to consumers, uh. even though it is still super expensive. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so now let's talk about Pimax. They had a really interesting event as well. Uh, they announced the Pimax 12K QLED. Uh, it's a highly optimistic headset with some truly crazy specs um so get ready for your mind to be blown Uh they're launching a headset with a resolution of around 5760 by 3240 (laughs) pixels per eye probably one of the highest we've seen uh on the market it can run up to 200 hertz again something we've never seen before and with a a crazy field of view of 240 degrees which is pretty much getting to the point of your (laughs) natural eye field of view not far off um it has a built-in snapdragon xr2 chipset so not only can it do pc vr but it can also do standalone vr although the resolution will come down and the the refresh rate will come down and the field of view will come down when you're in standalone mode so it can run uh, apps natively it has built-in cameras for eye hand face and body tracking built into the headset so you can actually track your body from the headset which is insane (laughs) On top of all this, you know, this is where th- you start getting a bit skeptical because on top of all this, they say, oh, you're going you're gonna to be able to do this wireless uh, with a wireless module. And they're also going to be launching something called Pimax Station, which can provide VR gaming from the cloud. So they're going to have a server farm somewhere running VR titles, uh, PC VR titles, which okay. you can stream. Well, that's a cool idea. Very that's cool nice. idea. Shadow yeah. have done it before and I've tested yeah. it and it does work. So it is uh, technically possible, but it's just, there's a lot there uh, to be promising customers. Um, That's true, I mean, but it te- is interesting to possible, hear. Technically possible. That depends also on like the, the amount of users that you have, right? Because, you know, the cost of those servers, Jesus yeah. Christ, that must be enormous. And especially if, you, if you're targeting a large audience, like, uh, I mean. Yeah, yeah. true. But it is I, interesting I to hear that. Feasible, is you it? Sh- 
usually it's only like hardware, but this is finally someone who's like, okay, but what can we do on the software side? So this is something, you know, so this is the stuff that I'm interested in where yeah. it's like, oh, wait, so, okay. Um, so, I do, yeah. so, so again, it's going to be expensive. So prepare your wallets. Oh, yeah. uh, this one's going to cost uh, $2,400 and that's for pretty much like the base model. Uh, it's planned for release in Q4 2022. So we're a long way off that. Uh, it's going to be this sort of time <laughs> next year. And, you know, like I, I thought the presentation was interesting. I think what they're offering is highly optimistic. Sounds great on paper, but... Historically, Pimax doesn't have a particularly great reputation of uh, of delivering. Um, they 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 tend to overpromise and underdeliver, uh, from my experience with them so nice. far. So this will be a product that they'll really have to prove themselves and ultimately change the reputation that they've earned themselves over the year with the, uh, yeah, the community. So the thing the this, thing I do applaud them for is that they they come up with innovative ideas. Like I yeah. do think that the ideas that they bring forward are innovative. But of course, you know, this headset currently doesn't exist, right? It's not like they have a prototype on hand, they can show it. I, I, don't, I don't think that they, at least in the presentation, that there is something that can do already the things and they just need to optimize it and then release it for next year. So, I mean, it's one thing to like come up with the ideas and the second thing is to actually deliver on those and to like actually bring it to the market. And I think that... There, there's going to be well, some struggles there yet. Well, we'll put it this way, you know, bearing in mind their Kickstarter was many, many years ago now, they're only just now delivering their sword controllers to backers. So it's taken them that long just to deliver on the controllers alone. Yeah. So this is why I say that, you know, I wouldn't recommend, you know, putting money down now. Wait until this headset is out in the wild and see what people actually say with it first because, you know, you don't want to disappoint yourself. I would, I would, I would definitely, if you're, if you are interested in this stuff, yeah, inform yourself, Google around what has happened in the past few years and then make a decision. Yeah. But um, it sounds like they, yeah, they pushed the data that's kind of far away, but honestly, it's not that long. Plus, a lot happens nowadays, you know, tech moves fast. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, I don't know, but I do like the cloud thing. I, I gotta say, like, yeah, yeah. You, we can yeah. talk about like specs, whatever. Yeah. But a cloud thing that someone is selling, that's kind of interesting. But, yeah. but I love the specs as well. I just like, like Mike said, like, uh, I'm, I'm wondering if they'll be able to release something. Yeah, but of it's, that, this is what of everyone that. wants. This is yeah. what everyone is dreaming Actually, of. We, I mean, we this had is what a they question. Offer. We had a question from the chat as well regarding this. We had um, uh, Vexner mm. asking us, with Varjo setting the bar for resolution and Pimax following next year. How long do we think it'll take for consumers to get human eye resolution at a reasonable price? I think we're we're still like a few years away from that, really, realistically. Yeah, it, it's just because these components cost a lot of money for them to to buy, mm -hmm. to build something like this. Um, and it's only when that technology ultimately gets cheaper that they can pass those savings on to a consumer. So, um, yeah, mm -hmm. it's going to be a while yet, I think. But, you know, personally, I don't necessarily think we need human eye resolution just yet. We haven't got the content that really takes full advantage of it. So, yeah, I agree. That's, that's my opinion on, on it. On, on Pimax, I, I think for me with them, it's less about their inability to stick to a shipping time frame um, because some companies who are successful companies miss deadlines. Um, and and although it's not a good it's it's not a good way to kind of build a reputation, um, I I like that they're cutting edge or they try to be cutting edge. My concern is that they cut corners trying to be cutting edge. So what I've found with their previous products is, and I'll compare the index to say the five K plus. Um, you know, it's like oh we've got the widest field of view. Yeah, but you've got aberration right across the frame. You've got distortion. You're, you're cheating in order to achieve that end result and to get that number for marketing. Yeah. Whereas, let's say the index has 
full like not as as wide not as tall but it's it's sharp all the way through it's like the the, the properly engineered solution so for me what i want in a company is is engineering solutions that don't cheat and cut corners and unfortunately what i've seen with pimax that irks me is the cutting the corners and so when i hear something that sounds like a pipe dream i know that's how they're going to get there and i don't want that yeah personally yep. you know fair enough um skiva yeah. in the chat rightly said that they're going to be uh, apparently showing this headset off at ces in january okay. um in las vegas so maybe yeah. some people are going to yeah. get some some eyeballs in this headset and actually tell us what it's all about. So um, there you go. Um, So there's the other two announcements that happened over the last couple of weeks. So let's get into Facebook Mm. Connect. Um, I'm going to kind of go through this announcement at a time. Otherwise, I think it's going to get a bit too confusing. (laughs) Yeah, there's Um, a lot of chunks to it, aren't there? Yeah. So so let's take it uh, like chunk by chunk. um, And let's start with the big one. Speaking of chunks, Mike, uh, your video is stuttering. So it has been since the beginning. If if there's anything you can do with your camera, that would be good. But um, I've got a feeling. If you can't, just leave it. Probably internet connection rather than okay. camera. Or, or is that because of the painkillers? Could be the painkillers, yeah. <laughs> he's going or, into slow are, mode. Are, are you in bu- or, yeah, he's just kind of in bullet mode sometimes. I'm like, <laughs> bullet mode. Okay. But you can hear me okay. Can you hear me okay? Yeah, yeah we can hear you okay. As long as you can hear me okay, that's all that matters. Yeah, it kind of fits your outfit anyway, so you're... Yeah. Camera looks fine my end. It's just your end. It's messed up. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> okay, so yeah, take it chunk by chunk. Uh, if you missed the event, uh, Mark Zuckerberg led pretty much the whole presentation um, and it really sort of was a, a double down on their future plans and goals for building the metaverse. So let's talk about the metaverse first. Um, when I live streamed this event, I, I kind of joked at the beginning of the stream that uh, we would play a drinking game and that every time that Mark or anyone else said the metaverse, you'd have to like take a drink. I'm kind of glad I didn't actually participate in that in the end. Oh, I, 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 I thought you were going to say, so I just want to apologize for our behavior like during the stream. Like, I wouldn't it was have made it to the end of the stream. Too much to drink. No, I would yeah, have been That would have gone with your uh, Max Payne thing, to be I honest. I would have been in know? an ambulance on my way to the hospital. Um, <laughs> yeah, more yeah, than 200 it, times, wasn't it? It was an insane amount of times. Ridiculous. It was insane amount of times. Uh, basically, you know, the metaverse, from, from what they're saying is, you know, this is going to be Web 3.0, you know, like the future of the internet, which you can inhabit, you know, a place that you can socialize, play, relax, watch movies, work out, explore, build, work, learn, and shop and do all this kind of stuff with your friends if you want to. And essentially, if you think of like the Oasis from Ready Player One, that is what they want to build. You know, I feel like they could have just started the presentation by saying, you know what, we're just going to show you a film and uh, this film will explain everything you need to know about what we want to build because they they did it in a very unusual way. They showed a bunch of use cases, um, yeah. sometimes with holograms, sometimes with avatars. A lot of these times didn't show people wearing headsets, so it was kind of like confusing if they were in a virtual world or in reality. It was kind of a bit confusing on all over the place, yeah. but, you know, I think being in in the VR scene for long enough, we all understand, you know, what the metaverse is and and what their plans yeah, yeah. are and what they want to build. So I didn't feel like it was necessary for them to no. go on for like an hour and a half. But it looked nice. I mean, the the, the, the production value of this and kind of like, you know, oh, yeah. imagining this stuff was great. But I wish, as you said, like at the start, they would kind of make clear who this was for, what they were going to do, because yeah. you're like, as you said, like your way, you're like, okay, so how long is this? Like, if it would have been for 40 minutes, because this is partly also for investors and for people to that, kind that of, was you know, was get into. Yeah, but, but you know, I feel like they, and we have spoken about this before, like Facebook Connect is kind of an identity crisis. I already said last show, as a gamer, this is not the stuff to watch. And I kind of confirmed it because, well, we're going to get yeah. into that later, but... You know, it was more about 
I, I, I was kind of expecting like like a whale to jump out of like a gym floor and then like, oh. you know, like I was expecting that kind of stuff. Like yeah, it was a lot of like, like like will we blame sometimes other companies of like over promising and then not delivering? Uh, I kind of had the feeling that now as well with Facebook. You know, they're they're promising this kind of like you know very bright future and like people wearing headset glasses and that kind of stuff. And I'm pretty sure that that will happen eventually. But we're still such a such a long way off from that. And and at the same time, they still haven't brought out Facebook Horizon to like the general audience. Mm. Like we well, still we still don't have something <laughs> like that. Oh, that, that was so, something that when I was watching it, I enjoyed it. But then in the back of my mind, I was like, you know, I have been asking you guys as well for for an Oculus Rooms thing for a while, for a while, and you're yeah. like talking about, but you can't even implement some basic features on the headset yeah. you have now. Well, they, so they did, yeah, Metaphor is cool, but they did you know. introduce our uh, Horizon Home, so that's going to be yeah, kind yeah, of they a bit did. like they rooms. did, but. Uh, what I'm saying is like you're talking about stuff that you want to do, but last year they didn't do yeah. anything with the Quest. The year before that you didn't do, now they did. Yeah, because it fits their profile, what they're talking yeah. about. Yeah. But, but if you know, but if you would have played a drinking game every time that they said coming <laughs> soon, then you would be drunk oh, at the soon. end as well. <laughs> also, Jesus Christ, yeah, also. Like, that's true. And that's true. And that, you know, we sure. should stress that it, it was their plans and goals. It's not like what's going to happen yeah. imminently. Oh. It, it's long-term vision. Uh, and that kind Very of fits into more stuff which we're going to talk about later. But they did announce Horizon Home, which is kind of like an environment um, with the Quest. You know, when you start off in your home, you're going to be able to redecorate that now. You're going to be able to invite friends over and hopefully jump off from that point into games with your group of friends as well, which is, yeah, you know, please. what some we, we've been asking for that for a long time. And I think that is going to happen more imminently. Uh, of course, we've still got Horizon World that's in the works and Horizon Workrooms <laughs> that is currently available now for sort of like... Um, uh, remote collaboration and things like that. Um, so we, we do have some stuff happening imminently, but yeah, it was mainly stuff that's happening far into the future. But I want to make one small comment, sure. uh, which is just, I get the feeling with um, with Facebook or Meta's uh, unveiling of, of various bits and saying coming soon, I don't get the same vibe from them that I do in Pimax. I get this, the vibe that, okay, we're 80% of the way there, getting ready to ship, and now we're ready to say it. Like they they've got this in the workshop. Nah. It's functional, you know nah, that type of thing. Facebook nah. very different. With, with, Some, with the, sometimes, with the thing yeah, that, sometimes with their hardware. Yes, I agree. But with right, the thing that they were with what they're doing now with the with the announcements of like you know how they see the future, this and that. That's that's five, six, seven, maybe ten years, yeah. maybe even more. Right. I I was talking hardware. Oh right. right. You mean, oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I'm, think, not, I'm not talking the metaverse as they described it. That's yeah, yeah, nowhere yeah. near. Nowhere so near. I, I think they said that they that. were spending what was it like a hundred million or something like that on on employing people to build these worlds and environments yeah. and stuff. Ten million, right? Or was it, was it was it ten or a hundred? I can't remember I the think, exact number. I don't know. Ah, um, it's one of the two. <laughs> um, but what, one of the things that I, f I found quite interesting was that they were talking about buying and owning uh, digital items and assets. having them as assets right and we, we kind of touched on this briefly when we had a good question uh, and, and a super chat from one of the the viewers about nfts yeah. um do you guys have you guys ever invested in nfts or anything like that you know i'm not sure i would call it investing but i've never purchased an nft um i, I think that there is a place for them uh, in yeah. other words having a, a digital unique asset that you can purchase mm -hmm. and then it's yours I really liked the concept of, although not with Facebook at the mass or at the steering wheel for it, <laughs> of having some central register that would allow you to basically have an NFT, but then have it be portable in, I hate to use this term now, but the metaverse, in the metaverse, yeah. you buy a leather jacket and you can take it from A to B to C app, but that should be decentralized. It should be with a regulator. It should not be 
with the government body or a company. I, I, I think that those things are just hazardous. And it's, inter- it's interesting you said that because I feel that they will introduce their own cryptocurrency to support this. Mm. Um, and if it isn't called Metacoin, you know, I'll... I'll eat my headset. You know, I, I believe that they'll they'll make <laughs> Metacoin a thing Dude. and it'll be a cryptocurrency on the blockchain that you will have mm. to convert your fiat currency into to then mm. use to buy uh, your NFTs, yeah. your digital items for your home and your outfits and your weapons and all that kind of stuff. Um, yeah, just like... But in- it, it, it does show how big like Facebook is because I, I saw Sean from, uh, you know, Rec Room. He said, like, we're already doing this kind of stuff. But when Facebook does it, then suddenly it's new and it, it, it never happened before, right? Well, but, uh... I, I totally agree. And it's funny, like, uh, some people criticize me on my stream for saying that a lot of this stuff ha- stuff happens in VRChat already, you know, because... Uh, also, yeah, know, also. Mark was talking about using teleportation to jump between worlds. And I was like, that's exactly what happens in VRChat right now. And, you yeah. know, they, I've seen some incredible worlds built in VRChat just recently. Like, um, if you look at Lacusa, who built uh, the devouring experience, you know, the horror experience that we all did together uh, yeah. he's, he's just recently built a jet set radio world that is phenomenal like you phenomenal. put on a pair of skates awesome. you can grind all, all the rails and spray paint and stuff and then there was another one where it was called Yudon Tycoon where yeah, yeah could, that's a new one yeah, yeah where you could build your own roller coasters and water slides like <laughs> roller coaster insane. tycoon and then ride them yeah, with yeah, your friends yeah. like you're gonna get super motion sick but it, it, it looks, show that yeah. show that on the stream show what what's going on right now what it really looks like but what they showed here is like yeah. as you said kind of put an expectation real high but it's almost like they're ashamed of what's already there but you have a beautiful platform or, and may, all these or maybe awesome... they don't even know that it's already there that's the problem well, well, I, yeah that could be one yeah, thing from too. the past and i, I know i've mentioned this before and, and nathie's played this before but they were introducing a concept of the VR internet. I'll call it that. Like, and and it reminds me of Janus VR, where you would have internets, mm-hmm. internet yeah. websites that would have a markup language, which would translate into VR. You could go explore them in a virtual environment. And honestly, from the moment I saw that, it seeded a root in my brain, and I've wanted it. I wanted to be able to go see Amazon and try some clothing on my digital avatar. You know, that that picture coming is great. I'm excited about that. I just don't want them to be the ones driving that train, honestly. Uh, and but I don't know who I, who I want it to, to, to you know, like all of the stuff we just all the stuff we just talked about, like the fact that they didn't show, like they don't mention VR chat or anything. It's because they want to own this whole mm. thing. Oh, of course, they don't want to mention any of what's already there they want because the whole that's cake. not what want yeah, the whole yeah, cake. Yeah. But I think yeah, that's the whole thing. We've yeah. got some interesting comments. Uh, Stefan Anderson says that the uh, the cryptocurrency will be called Facebooks. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, the other one was VR Bug said, I think that Facebook crypto is called Libra. And uh, I, I do remember that now. It rings a bell that, that oh, Facebook yeah. were working on a cryptocurrency called Libra. So maybe that will be what it's called. Um, Guess you're going to be eating that headset, Mike. Maybe, yep. yeah. Then you're yeah. ready. Well, well I we said that they would, they, actually... would, they would make a cryptocurrency, not necessarily that it would be called Metacoin, but I do think it would be called Metacoin. I don't know. I think he did. I mean, no, let me get him on right. Did, did I say that? Okay. 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 I'll, 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 I'll take it. I'll take it. I'll take it. Okay. You'll take we it. Also well, yeah. actually, we'll Norm, Norman Robinson uh, commenting on that. The meta, meta cryptocurrency is likely uh, the one their own already developed called DM Coin. Is that another yeah. one? DM Coin? Mm. Interesting. DM. Like Carpe Diem. Um, but we've got some we've got some interesting quotes from people from the industry as well that kind of their takes on uh, the metaverse, including Carmack himself, because, um, you know, I'd, I'd highly recommend you go and watch Carmack's unscripted talk. Um, it was a few hours after the main keynote. Uh, you can watch it, rewatch it now. Um, but he he does this every year where he just kind of 
goes on a rant about what he what he thinks could be improved and, and things that he's worked on and things that he's proud of. And it, it's always fascinating to watch. And he, he said this one line which uh, stood out for me. And he said, setting out to make the metaverse is not the best way to end up with the metaverse. And I, I do agree with him. You know, I yeah. feel like yeah. if your mm. purpose is to, to make it, that it might not ever, you know, materialize the way you want it to. And I feel like if you just give the control out to the community, they will probably build it for you out of passion and you won't have to pay yeah. them a penny. Just like what's happening and, with VRChat. And it's also, you're planning too far ahead in the future. Mm. I think that's also something that comes out of his out of his statement. Like you plan on like developing things now uh, within a shorter time frame, And then, you know, steadily, you know, while doing that, you grow towards developing a metaverse. And of course you can start with the idea of like, Oh, we're gonna make a metaverse, but that's not the that's not the the next yeah. goal. You know what I mean? Yeah. You know, you, the, the next it, step is like we make one room and people can meet in there or something yeah. like I don't know, like a smaller or smaller kind of step, and then from there yeah. you move on further. Like I'm I'm totally down with what he's saying, but meanwhile, as you said, they're putting money into Horizon, and it's like, oh, here's money, make it, so they can still be a. a you know, controlling that because they give the money, so they also then control what's getting made and what yeah. they accept. Like, it would be so nice if people just get to create their own stuff without the control, you mm -hmm. know, then you get an awesome metaphors. But I, I feel like on everything that I've kind of seen, there's too much it's control. It's kind of like we want to own it, mm -hmm. you know, and what Carmack says, it's exactly the way to go. Carmack, so this, talk this, he talks this year, we're really good. Um, he had the scripted one, pseudo scripted, and it was really interesting that he's going to dump his notes out from what he couldn't cover in that. He mentioned that at the end of that. But then his unscripted Q&A was odd. It was um, it was a bit of an interesting watch. Uh, it was it was done in through digital avatars. And because Inventies, those avatars, right? yeah, because those avatars aren't really up to snuff yet, it was a little bit difficult to kind of translate. You could hear obviously his voice, but him and the speakers, it, we, we just need those digital avatars to be to become a thing, you know? And I think that was one of the more impressive parts of the showcase for me was the advances that they are hoping to make at some point through, yeah. you know, digital avatars and the way that people will look and, and re interact with each other in, in VR. Yeah, although, again, like, there's a Q&A, but then it feels like everyone is just reading out something for paper, you know? I, I just want more, like, real excitement, like, real... Like, the questions must be real, but everything is like under this, like I'm watching one big Hollywood movie, mm. you know? Why mm. cannot someone just pop up in the audience and ask a real critical question or something that is, you know what I mean? Mm. It's just, no I don't know, it, it feels a bit <laughs> fake, you know? I just want, like, I want to get excited about VR. So, so one of the, the key things about the metaverse is that, you know, you can do all these amazing things in it. You know, you can work, play, meet, shop, do all these things together. So, you, you know, you're going to be wearing a headset for hours on end throughout a day. And, you know, I don't think we're there with the hardware yet, although, you know, many of us do wear a headset throughout for hours during the day. I don't think the average <laughs> consumer will want to do that right now. Uh, so definitely we need better hardware before any of this stuff really becomes uh, a thing. But something that really stood out for me was uh, something that Lucas Risotto said uh, on Twitter. And, you know, Lucas has been on the show. He's, he's, he's mad keen on AR more so than VR, but, you know, he's developed VR apps in the past. He, he's super mm. experienced in the medium. Um, but he, he said this quote and it stood out for me and he said, uh, VR and AR isn't about replacing our reality. It's about adding flavor and an, an additional depth to it. It's spices and side orders. Real life will always be the main dish. I thought that was, yeah, I thought that was pretty cool. Like, yeah, you know, don't forget that 
we're living in a real world where you can do a lot of this he stuff. Clearly hasn't tried right now. Yet. You know, you can no, go yeah, shopping with your friends. <laughs> you can go climb a mountain if you want to. And uh, yeah. No, but like so. real life has so much like awesome stuff too, right? It would be a shame if we replace it completely with digital yeah. things. Yeah, that was kind of my point. As cool as it is. Oh, yeah, I know. I'm leaving Paris. Fact: Eiffel Tower, man. Yeah. And there's a 360 of it. I gotta but, say though, like spending mm -hmm. a lot of time in VR if you do it as a hobby, or spending a lot of time locked into a house because you're in lockdown, and then going out and experiencing something real, that's a that's a great transition. That feeling is just like yeah. it's like opening the flower again. It's just it, it, it's wonderful, and um, I do hope that people don't um, get uh, become comfortable with sitting within their four walls. You know, or three walls. Maybe you only can only afford three. But um, it, it's good to get out and do things in real life. And just to, as things do start to unlock in your country, go and do that. You know, yeah. I love the. I, I absolutely love that we get to go to other universes and be different people and experience things, particularly from other people's point of view. Um, and you know, Google Maps, Google Earth, that they allow you to see in VR. You know, places that you maybe you'll never be able to afford to go see. You know, for time or money or whatever reason. But um, do do go out, do go yeah. see things. Uh, it's it feels different. So um, before I move on, I've been called out in the chat. So James oh, says, uh, Mike Viaro said a couple of months ago, we don't need more hardware, we need more games. I do still yeah, stand by that, James. And, and by what, what I just said was that we need new hardware uh, before you know the average consumer will want to spend 12 hours a day in a headset. That was my point there, not, not necessarily. Yeah, but yeah, I do we, agree. We definitely we need, need more games. We yeah, need more games. Still do. And, and talking <laughs> about games, let's move on to that then. Uh, hey, because, now, now we're getting somewhere. Yeah. As we know, it wasn't a gaming event. Um, it was always going to be like a kind of tech event, but they did yeah. announce some cool stuff. And, you know, they should understand that the majority of their audience out there are gamers right now in VR. You know, there's not many people I would suggest working in and VR right now. And they did mention that. Yeah, they did. They made a comment that was really positive towards... Zuckerberg, yeah, yeah. Exactly, that, yeah. That's yeah. good. That's good that they acknowledge that. Um, so uh, let's talk about the games that were announced then. Because firstly, uh, they announced that they're that Facebook are partnering with Vertigo Games, the studio that made Arizona Sunshine, yeah. and they're partnering with them to develop five more big titles for VR. So that's cool. Uh, they hinted that some of these titles would be well-known games from Deep Silver. So if you're not familiar with Deep Silver, they publish games such as Metro and Saints Row. So you never know. We might be able Ooh. to see those beloved IPs coming Is to VR also... in the future. Article one then, or was that? No, but that's for A games who made yeah who they made yeah. Metro, but I don't yeah. know if they, they looked alike, published that. Maybe they come under know. Deep Silver. I'll have to look into that to one hundred percent confirm it. But it's a good point. They were point. definitely affiliated with one another. They were. Article You're right. One and the Metro series. Mm. I, but I don't are know these like the same company that developed it though? Yeah. But, yeah. but are anyway. these like that? That's that's what I wonder then. Is are these all ports? Or are these actual yeah. new games that they are? Well, we don't on? know. They didn't give us no. any information other, no. than, other than to say they're working on five Zuck titles. Because of because of what Zuckerberg said, um, I do get the inclination that a, a healthy portion of that is going to be ports. Yeah. Because and because it's Deep Silver who's involved. Otherwise, why Deep? You know, it's like hmm? yeah. I don't, yeah, I, don't, well. I don't mind so much, like I said earlier. Metro um, could come into VR and be, do do a good thing. I really do think yeah. so. That's a very immersive experience, and it, yeah. it'll feel like mm. Fallout VR does right now. I don't I don't think Facebook is going to allow the first three Saints rows on, the, <laughs> on, on their <laughs> platform, I think. Well, you never know. Jason, Maybe the new Jason one. Rubin knows uh, that team. He, he used to work on that team. He was mm. part of the Saints Row series, so you never know. It would, it would sell. <laughs> it would sell. Um, a big floppy sell. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. 
If you, if you Google Saints Row and uh, Jason Rubin, you might find a picture of him that's particularly interesting. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah leave, they're definitely going to delete that part. I'll leave that with you. Uh, some oh, some, no. some homework for you later. Um, <laughs> so... Aside from these five games that are coming in the in the in the far future, uh, Vertigo also announced that their upcoming four-player co-op zombie shooter, After the Fall, will be releasing fairly imminently on the 9th of December with cross-play support between Quest and PSVR players. Uh, think of it a bit like Left 4 Dead oh. or Back for Blood in VR. Uh, personally, I'm really looking forward to that one. Cross-play was very nice. Yeah. Um, so that was the news uh, uh, about Vertigo. Next up, we had an exciting announcement from developers Warp Frog, who will be bringing Blade and Sorcery to the Quest 2 on the 4th of November with Blade and Sorcery Nomad. Um, I know there's a, you know, a big uh, community around this game that are big fans of it, so uh, I'm sure plenty of people are going to be really happy it's coming to Quest 2. They also confirmed on their official website that it's going to have mod support on Quest 2. Um, it won't have all the mods that are available on PC VR, but at least a portion of them should uh, see the light of day on Quest 2 as well. And they're going to have dungeons um, supported at launch as well. So, uh, yeah, there's going to be a lot of content there for you to get stuck into. Um, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to be happy with Blade and Sorcery coming to Quest. Um, yeah. Aside from that, obviously, the biggest announcement, uh, the one that got everyone super, super hyped, was that uh, Facebook have been working with Rockstar Games, apparently for years, uh, to bring GTA San Andreas to virtual reality exclusively on the Quest. Um, what do you guys think about that? San Andreas coming to Quest. I I, I think that uh, having Rockstar put anything into VR is great news um, because they do worlds very well. Um, and to any any step in that direction, even though San Andreas was, was my least favorite of the GTAs that I've played. Really? Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I just, I wasn't too much a fan of it. I mean, like a lot of people, Vice City and the original GTA 3 stories grip me more strongly. Um, I played through, have I played through San Andreas, but it, it just wasn't, it, it, I didn't, I didn't like it as much. I don't know. It's just like the, this, this game is like, you know, if you like, like gangs and stuff, this one does it very well. And it has some legendary yeah. characters in it. Also missions that are very famous across the whole GTA universe. You know, the, the, the train one where you have to follow it. Follow the one the that is super hard to finish. CJ. Exactly. <laughs> also, the you know the starting like sequence. Everyone knows knows that. I'm um, also you, you're big gonna have smoke. to do the the Wii movements then when you're like following the train or something. Yeah. <laughs> like like there are also a lot of means like you know big smoke ordering uh, number nine large and stuff and yeah. you know spraying on every like uh, trying to spray paint on yeah. parts and and also the the all the Easter eggs. So yeah, I think this is a great pick for a game. It's also thank God not the oldest one yeah. in the lineup. They were working on a, a, a trilogy, you know, a remastered trilogy of GTA 3, GTA 5 City, and uh, San Andreas. So I, I do hope this is going to be the remaster. <laughs> it would be kind of stupid that, you know, people are playing the remaster on the console on PC, and then we in VR get the old... I really hope it's going to be the remaster. It must be, because I think they kind of did this. So they were working on the remaster, and meanwhile, they were working on the VR support. I also want to say that, you know, Mike said um, that, you know, they have been working with Rockstar for years, but nowhere did they say that it's only going to be on Quest as far as I know. I honestly think, looking at Rockstar's history, this would be the first time that they really say, listen, it's only going to be on Quest. I think it's going to be a timed exclusive, honestly. Or Facebook gave them, like, so much money that Rockstar would... Plus, and this is a good question, 
are they going to do the same like they did with Resident Evil? Because there are so many things in San Andreas as well. <laughs> that And Rockstar has a, has a certain status where... I don't know if they are going to change anything. Because mm. Rockstar is known for making games that are controversial. Mm. Yeah. So... I don't know. The thing, the thing that and you just mentioned it there, the fact that they're redoing with this definitive edition, uh, a whole kind of um, retexturing, upgrading the graphic fidelity of three of their games. One of them is currently announced for support. It makes me wonder if they're, you know, if they if they've done that work, surely they must. If that's successful, they must have the extension capability to do the others as well. Of course, because of course. The engines are quite similar. Yeah. So and what they did is they improved what they said is they, they improved the combat in those games. So the, yeah. the the janky kind of like how you shoot and stuff, they completely redesigned that for these remasters. So yeah, I, d- I definitely think VR was kind of going along with the remasters so here. So from that perspective, and that, that's where I wanted to say that I'm happy that they picked San Andreas as the first one because they will learn things as they VRify San Andreas and I expect it will be a success and then we can have Vice City as either pick number two or three. Yeah. So the, the thing for me is, um, I mean, Rockstar has before like delved into VR already a little bit with like, for example, LA Noir. I mm-hmm. think we all remember that yeah. one was also great and well done. My excitement for this is still... You know, a little bit on the on the on the low bar because I know this is going to be a port and there's going to be, you know, things that 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 are going to bother me with this anyway. Um, but uh, GTA Three or San Andreas is at least uh, I think it's the first GTA title that I ever managed to play myself. So I will have that feeling of nostalgia going back in there and exploring that world. So I do think that that is a that is a big plus for me. But yeah, like I said again, like I. The, the thing I'm most excited about this is that you hear Rockstar diving back into VR and that might make it more exciting or more, they might learn new things and become more lenient into like making a full-fledged VR title at a, at a far later stage. I think that's that's what, what I take from this and that's what I'm the most excited about. Yeah, I think as well with a game like GTA San Andreas, you know, with the main story and the side missions, it's easily like a, a 40 hour game or something like that. You know, you could spend forever playing this one game. And I think that's, that's really important right now for, for the quest because, and I think that's why Resident Evil 4 was so great because it's such a long game. It's one of those games that you can, you know, fire up uh, regularly yeah. and I'll, I'll do an hour a day or whatever for a while and it keeps you coming back and it keeps yeah. the retention of the headset. And this is something that Carmack mentioned in his talk that retention was relatively low and that they saw that a lot of people were putting their quests in the closet and not actually using them but games like resident evil 4 were making people take them out and you know get back into them again and then maybe explore what else library uh, has to offer or has changed Mm -hmm. over over the months because like in in the in the banker gaming scene you know uh, an eight hour game or a 20 hour game is more of a standard in vr if you can get two hours out of it you're a lucky bastard you know but with games like these it's just a total different story i'm I'm really wondering if if i'm I'm, if i'm maybe completely just different in that but i would love to hear from the the chat or people like listening later on if they're if they're indeed like more lenient towards that if they can make like a like can receive a port of like a 20 or 40 or 60 hour game uh rather than having like a, a solid That's vr title of like two three hours what the, they would prefer if they had to choose between those two because of course that funding can be put also into a, a vr title but you gotta and remember I'm, I'm, I'm wondering you gotta which, remember it's, which, not, it's not like chosen 
it's not like Rockstar are padding this game out. The, like the story is phenomenal, like pretty much across the across I, those I, hours. I, I you agree, know what I mean? But I, I, that's the difference. And I, I'll probably go in there for nostalgia, and mm. I'll probably like you know visit some places. Yeah. But I'm not going to play the 40, 60 hour game. I'm not yeah. going to do that. I'm yeah. not. Well, I, I do. You have to be realistic okay. about about that playtime as well, unless it really grips you. I mean, I I, I absolutely like your perspective there, Rowdy, about those two sides because I definitely fight between them. On on one side. Games like you mentioned earlier, you know, Skyrim, they're, they did a the double A AA or a triple A game and they VRified it. And it's not perfect, right? It's not perfect. But I actually oh. find that that for, for games that I like that are in my like genre that I will sink hours into that. Mm. But then on, on the other side, right, you, you have that like four hour VR experience and it feels like, oh man, this is the real stuff, right? Like, mm. and that's what Nathan was saying earlier is that we're getting a bit dragged into this two and a half D VR. It's like, or, or three and a half D VR. I don't know how, how you would actually, you know, call this, but it, it's basically ports. I don't think ports yeah. are poison. I think that ports no. are, they serve a purpose. And the purpose is yeah, yeah. attract investment, get players interested bring both of those minds together so that actually studios yeah. can get and the money I, they I need agree to build with all the stuff of that, we want. Like, I mean, like pure on like a, like a personal level, like if you have the choice between, you know, having a, a ported game or having That's a fully hard. fledged VR game, regardless of like whether it attracts all, because ultimately as a consumer, you don't really care about that. You care about what you want to play, right? You don't care if VR succeeds mm. or you, you don't care if VR becomes this huge, big success. So you don't yeah. care about the next title that it might bring. I'm wondering, like, right, like, if you ask me right on this instance, yeah. like, can, should you play Lone Echo or should I play San Andreas a ported version? Then I would, I would choose Lone Echo. I'd... Yeah, but the the thing is, and and that's what I said before, gaming has been pretty much dead to a point where people sold their headsets or put them on the shelf because, yeah, as you said, the retention was low. This is a phase that we have to go through right now to get to the bigger I, picture. Yeah, Although I, I hope that this phase doesn't become the standard where you yeah. know, new consumers are like, oh yeah, this is going to be the, the, yeah, this is VR, right? This is what, so, but it needs it right now. Otherwise VR is not going to survive. It needs these parts right now. Wanna, it just needs it. I want to answer Rowdy's question uh, for myself because I think it's different to how Mike would answer it. Because for me, <laughs> if I've played the game before in flat, I won't be attracted to finish it in VR, even if it's really good. So Resident Evil 4 is probably in that category. I played enough of it on Wii that like as much as I like it and I give it applause, I probably won't end up finishing it and I'll end put up put my time into VR titles instead. But like Mike, for example, I'm curious where you stand on that. Because you replay games sometimes and I like never. Yeah. I don't rewatch films generally. I don't I don't replay games. Um, I, I appreciate Rowdy's point of view, and I, I do agree with him in many ways. But like, like Nathy said, we need these ports. I think they're super important for the industry right and now. I, and I agree with that as well. I, but, I'm just but, talking like more on like, you but, know, like a personal level, like on, what, on what a I personal would level. As as a gamer, you know, I, I just play everything, you know, regardless of whether it's a port or or a native VR game. And I don't judge one over the other because it wasn't natively made in VR. I'm just having a blast because they're great games. You know, I don't necessarily have that 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 mindset in the back of my mind when I'm playing them. You know. But you'd play a game over again, right? You'd yeah, I've scrap, played like, many games over and over yeah. again, yeah. I, I, I do, like, I hope that Rockstar is going to solve the cutscene thing, because if they yeah. go for the cinema thing, because GTA also has very short yeah, cutscenes, yeah. just saying, where someone drives away, right? Where someone is escaping, and then you have to get after them. I, I, I do think Rockstar is going to pull some tricks that we haven't seen before, that, let's say, 
uh, feel less than a part and it's more getting into the real thing. Because with L.A. Noir as well, they did some really impressive things. I don't think Rockstar is going to be like, oh yeah, here, here's a part, quick, quick, quick. No, they're really going to, you know, gonna, pull some new tricks here. It's going to be interesting call. to see how they handle driving um, and in using yeah. like... Uh, pedal cycles and stuff like that because yeah. playing the 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 mod of like was it gta 5 oh, uh, yeah you know like some of that stuff was like Whoa, like when i was like on the jet ski with the with the waves i was like Whoa. but uh yeah and they've got a ro- they've got a rocket pack in this and the other yeah. i think interesting yeah, thing is out. like how are they going to handle the port but also how are they going to handle the content because man they're dropping n-bombs all over the place in, in san andreas like well, this is what not i'm saying a made family friendly game and if they come in with a but, with a with a, a cleanup crew, they're gonna change it. It's not. But that's what I'm saying. Know. Like with Resident Evil, I feel like yeah, you they could change it. But this is GTA. This is a total different level. I don't know what's going. And plus, Rockstar also has a lot of saying in in this. You know, um, I do agree that some things should be taken out. But yeah. this is GTA. GTA is known for being controversial since the first one came out exactly i think that's that's the genre that's the genre you play that's why you play gta because it's also controversial but they still make might make selective cutouts you know because that's what what they do with Uh, resident evil the thing is we haven't seen a port that was as fiery as a gta title no come through oculus's cutting desk right no that's what i'm saying (laughs) This is the top. This is like better than this. You can't get. I, I think the difference, in my opinion, the way I kind of see it is the thing with GTA is all the content happens between adults. Do you know what I mean? Whereas with Resident Evil Four, it's like an adult and yeah, a child, okay. and I think that's the difference in my mind. That's why I feel like they censored that. Wait, wait, child? Oh, yeah. the kid he's saving. I, I, he's like seventeen. A child, yeah. Oh right, sorry. I was imagining like a six-year-old. Yeah. I was no, like, no, 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 kids no. in. Okay. No. <laughs> but that, that's the way I see it, anyway. So yeah, yeah. but we'll ha- we'll have to wait and see. Interesting. Um, obviously, for more Soon, right? for more gaming announcements, they're going to be holding uh, an Oculus gaming showcase sometime next wow. year, um, which wow. I'm sure they'll talk more about this game. Uh, and hopefully, when? again, we'll get more information on Splinter Cell, Assassin's Creed, and of course, Bone- <laughs> Boneworks Project Four, which oh, was teased wow. yes. years ago, but. You know, is yeah. it, ha- it? There is. We're gonna postpone it again. This would have been the moment. Well, we, we know from you know uh, Brandon at Stress Level Zero that yeah, okay. he's got a trailer ready for this game, right? So it must yeah, but be. But Brandon, in- Brandon can just upload it to Node, and he will get way more. Uh, yeah, eyes but he's on making it. it for the quest, and I'm sure Oculus paid for it. So I don't yeah. think he is in control of that, to be honest. But exactly. Um, yeah. We'll have to wait and see. But yeah, we don't know when the gaming showcase is. But Normally, it I happens at the begin- beginning of uh, beginning of the year. Warp Frog must be did cheering more from this. because getting yeah. the sandbox physics game first on Quest uh-huh, yeah. before Project Four comes is a good thing for them, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's uh, I think it was six months ago. So yeah, around sort of March time, you can expect mm-hmm. the Oculus Gaming Showcase. Um, but that's enough yeah. of games. Let's talk about hardware because um, although we didn't get a, like a proper, you know, full reveal, this is coming. This time we did get a bit of a tease about their next uh, headset, which is uh, codenamed Project Cambria. Um, it does appear to be the same headset that was shown in the recent leaked videos. So if you're, you know, you're familiar with the leaks, uh, there was four videos leaked uh, from a firmware file, which kind of showed up, showed kind of like the setup procedure. You know, those kind of clean Oculus videos that they do in their kind of tutorial videos when you set up a headset for the first time. That's what they looked like. So they they were legit, uh, and it seems to be the same headset in those videos. Um, they did. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg did have a moment in, in the presentation in the keynote where he invited a female colleague over to his house and she carried this like box and they made a big deal out of like this box, you know, being there and then, you know, the headset yeah. was in the box. They never actually opened the box and showed us the headset. <laughs> yeah, that's um, so weird. 
I feel like they cut that content out. I feel like it was yeah, recorded, did. but it, it, it got cut. Um, <laughs> yeah. Instead, they showed us a small kind of teaser clip, uh, you know, of a, of a rendering, you know, the kind of like jazzy commercial type stuff that we normally see. This is another place where, again, and my, my comment earlier was was specifically targeting Cambria. I, I think they had the chance to maybe launch at this event and then didn't. And so they went with the B footage to instead cut well away be. to this. So we might even see this thing become consumer available within six months, which which excites me. But yep. that said, do you remember when the um, there were like health and safety or similar videos that 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 uh, got leaked for before before Quest Two hit the well hit, hit the news yeah. stream yeah. and yeah, and then leaked. those yeah, like yeah. those didn't come out until like six seven eight months later it was that's true yeah, really the videos and odd stuff, yeah. that those didn't come sooner you know it's like yeah. they, they were obviously out they were in the public domain why not just release them well um, I, I I think like if you look at like the all the companies were super triggered to re- reveal or launch something before Facebook Connect happened because they were they all were. super scared right. that hardware would launch that would completely ruin the stuff they have been working on for so long exactly. and and you could also see that Facebook was also panicking a little bit because boss suddenly started to throw some photos out like oh here here because everyone's talking about Viflow let's kind of move the you know attention to something else so they kind of already played it up but i think they were just waiting out what everyone was kind of also you know showing off and be like "Mm, well we can wait a little longer we don't have to show it now i don't view that so much as like corporate fear of other products what i view it as is it's free advertising uh, like it's just it's a bid for free advertising yeah, but it's and we know you i mean get... they didn't have to they didn't have to at all to post anything why 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 be you know against htc it wasn't a, a necessarily a big deal for them i, I think. don't know i think i think the biggest uh, letdown about about the uh, oculus unveiling for me was the fact that valve didn't you know uh, yeah. yeah well jump in the I, middle I, and, and show something like thinking about like tweeting out i'm wondering what valve is going to announce during the show you know <laughs> <laughs> They've done it historically. Yeah. Um, yeah, exactly. But they, they did give us some information about this uh, Project Cambria headset. They said that it would be a high-end headset with a high-end price tag to match. So don't expect it to be subsidized or even sold at a loss like the Quest 2 currently is. No. Um, apparently, this headset will feature built-in eye tracking and face tracking to provide more realistic mm. interactions in social applications, which is pretty cool. Uh, something we're kind of starting to see as a bit of a standard moving forward. So that's going to be kind of interesting. Um, it'll have new optics with uh, fancy pancake lenses, uh, which Ooh. provide better clarity, but also uh, a smaller form factor uh, for, for smaller headsets, a bit like what we saw with the Vive Flow. So again, that's kind of interesting. Uh, pancake lenses do tend to be more expensive, though, so products tend to be more expensive that, that feature these lenses. Can we take a guess at the price? I would say like, yeah, five, five, six hundred bucks. I'd say double. Oh, I'm, double I'm going north of that, man. Really? I, I think it's going to be like somewhere between 800 and 1200 dollars no i think think they're going to really go high okay okay yeah they're still going to undersell it but it's it's going to be exactly compared to the quest 2 now it's going to be priced remember the headsets used to be like you know four or six hundred like you know we we totally forgot about that like the quest completely ruined the the whole pricing scheme where everything seems to be expensive expectations are like yeah it's hit a certain level i I think i think i think twice the price of what the the quest is at that moment yeah, I agree with Rowdy like about that. Yeah. Yeah. So you and Mike pretty but much it, agree on price, yeah. But I, I, yeah. I think the prediction we made, or at least that's that's what I made, was that it was going to be more business-focused. And I feel like, you know, with, with these features right now that they put into it, and maybe the price tag, I, I still think, yeah, I mean, as a consumer, if you can spend it prosumer. Exactly, it feels prosumer uh, to me. 
yeah. but it, it, it's it feels more more business than than anything else i, I agree with nathie on that one that i feel like it's more business orientated uh, although also the, the, the shape of the headset because i first thought that this was going to also be some kind of consumer thing but if you look at also the shape it, it doesn't scream necessarily consumer no you know? I, I still think that the quest 2 will be the flagship gaming headset going well, forward thank so, god for everyone yeah. because i felt like if they ruined that now it's like why now you know yeah, yeah. but um they also said <laughs> that this headset's going to feature full color stereo pass-through so you're going to be able to work yeah. and play in mixed reality as well cool. so that's why i think it's more aimed at business than than home users but i do think you know if you've got the budget then you can benefit from yeah. maybe higher refresh rates and maybe higher resolution for gaming but that's really uh, going to be the benefit and potentially obviously the the, the social presence in in social applications but uh yeah quest 2 will still be the, the flagship gaming headset for uh, a while to come yet um they didn't give any uh, indication as to when we'll hear more about it but you know we think we'll probably hear more about this uh, headset next year uh, and that's their kind of like vr ar headset they also sort of said that they're uh, working on a purely AR headset called Project uh, NAS Uray, uh, but they didn't give any That's specifications right. as to what that is or what that will be doing or when we might see that headset uh, reach the sure, market. Sure, yeah. Soon. Um, <laughs> So yeah, that's uh, that's the hardware covered. So really, it was it was. I think the hardware was like literally five ten minute segment of the whole thing. Uh, so it was relatively small. I mean, they also touched on area, which is something that I was guessing they would. Um, which looks very interesting. Which is the context uh, arena that you have with that kind of AR build. Um, so areas areas interesting because you've got you've got like this this the the amount of detail what we saw and we saw it live with them uh, on on the show on the on the. Uh, when, when Zuckerberg did his keynote and then Abrash did his talk, where they did that six-layer stack of what, how they were going to map out the world, essentially, and com- kind of commoditize everything. So that, but seeing that now, kind of three years later, um, where you know a door and your headset will know the door can open and it'll know your mug can be picked up and set down somewhere, and it, it's interesting to see that as advanced as it is even now. Um, but I think with them talking about NFTs all of that merges together and it just to me sounds like okay i can commoditize everything and with their placement program because they talked about content placement on the presence platform that they spoke of and i i I immediately again i'm hearing ads right like where can i put an ad (laughs) contextually in an environment that isn't going to cause an uproar and people are going to be happy with it and it's going to sit there you know and we can can sell that space so it's coming the train is coming slowly of course ads are going to be a big part of whatever their plans are that's how they make money so it is what it is also uh just so you know mike is slowly turning into a a gaming figure yeah i I think he like like he's he's turning into a port himself that would be so cool if he if he like suddenly turns into like a like a vtuber so max pay you know so what's amazing it might be the dual stream that i'm doing uh with the with the video call so you're you're having your own stream too well the, the interesting part is it's not happening on my end like uh, for no, me, no, I can see it. Fine. I can see it. So oh, he, turning, looks, he looks so cool. I'm turning so cool. this one yeah, off, and cool. then uh, hopefully yeah. that will fix the problem with just a single video stream. Um, but obviously, let's move on then to <laughs> the final bit of news from the keynote, uh, and this is the one that everyone's talking about, of course, and that is that Mark Zuckerberg yeah. announced that Facebook will be changing their company name to Meta. This is kind of weird because. As they were talking, as he was talking at the end and he was hinting at the fact that they were going to change the name, I was like, there's no way that he's going to change the name to Meta because obviously he'd, he'd mentioned Metaverse so many times. I was like, if, if he just says the company name is Meta and they're going to change the product to Verse, this is going to be like 
frigging bizarre. And then he, lo and behold, that's exactly what he did. He, he said that the company name's Meta. And I was just like, at the time, in my mind, I was just like, it just feels like everything they said throughout the keynote about this metaverse being open to other companies to contribute and everyone's going to be ma- able to make money from this. It just feels like they just want to own it by calling themselves meta. They want to own... 100%. The, the name. So when you think yeah. of the metaverse, it's synonymous with their company. And and then it just kind of like everything that they had said over the previous hour, then was just like, I was just like, I, I don't believe this. You know, yeah. I was just disappointed. Uh, well, it, I, I'm absolutely it, it, there. I'm absolutely yeah. there. But the thing yeah. is, taking meta now, it, it's a giant corporate cock block on the, the term metaverse, anything related to metaverse. <laughs> Now it gets instantly associated with Facebook. So what they're doing is they're like like shoving themselves in there and going, hello, Johnny, this is mine. And it's a huge move because they think it's important and they also think it's vital for the survival of their company. Um, but I agree with you. I think it felt like, you know, when like margarine or something like that says like 90, 99% fat free. Yeah, right. Yeah, 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 right. You're gonna We're going to play nice with everybody else. You're just going to give it open. I don't, I don't buy that. I really don't. But this this they was the it. this was pretty much the the final moment where where Facebook shows their true colors in the most obvious way possible of what they want to do. So yeah, yeah. if no one understands now why they invested into VR and what they want to do with it, where they want to go, then I don't I don't think anything else will you know. Yeah, this was the most obvious thing. You mean ever. it's transparent? Their yeah. message, their their yeah, yeah, trajectory yeah, 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 yeah. is now and, and, very and, clear. Yeah, and, and in a big way. And and I should now, like you know, I always said like, see you in the metaverse. I'm gonna stop saying it because it, it doesn't give me the same vibes anymore, mm. like it used to. Well, the biggest now. the biggest disappointment for me is the fact that they're nuking Oculus. I think, yeah, that. Hurts. Oh well. Yeah, and there's confusion about this because uh, initially uh, Boz said that they that like you say they're nuking the name Oculus. They're not going to be using it anymore. But then he sort of quickly backpedaled and clarified. So Oculus will still remain a brand name when it comes to software, but it will be dropped on the hardware side. So the 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 Quest is going to essentially be rebranded as to the Meta Quest. And the Meta funny thing Quest. is. When I tweeted that, everyone was just like losing their minds. And I was as well, because it sounds like something that you'd find on wish.com. You know, you're looking for a, a VR headset and you find these like Quest ripoffs and they're called like MetaQuest or something like that. It's exactly what it sounds like. And for me, you know, as someone that's been in this scene for such a long time and has such a strong um, love for the Oculus brand, despite it being a, a Facebook-owned company, I love the Oculus brand so much. And over the years, it's become synonymous with VR in, in, in many ways to the point where people that don't even belong or, or, or are in this kind of VR bubble refer to VR headsets as, oh, you've got the Oculus. Like, it, mm, it, it's so. such a powerful and strong brand name. To ditch it completely for this generic, like, uh, like yep. meta, it's just bullshit in they're, my opinion. They're not, doing it for, they're not doing it to WhatsApp. They're not doing it to Instagram. Why are they doing it to Oculus? It makes, it makes zero sense to me. The only thing that I can see from a corporate perspective is saying, I don't want to have three pieces of a name. I don't want to have to say yeah. Meta Oculus Quest. I want them to say Meta Quest. Yeah. But I, 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 I don't like it. Like you, I fell in love with Oculus, that name, to the, to the extent that I was, I was happy enough to take the Facebook branding on board right? It offset it. Yeah. But now they're taking Oculus away and they're giving us one, I'll call it untrusted unknown name, Meta. And to mm-hmm. me, it's like the devil you know is the better than the devil you don't. So do I trust Meta instantly more than I trusted Facebook? I trust it less. And you're taking away my Oculus. So yeah, yeah. I, I, I really felt that out of the entire D- event. Just 
I felt a bit shafted by that. Yeah, change. just be happy, Mike, that they didn't call it Oasis because that. Oh, oh, I know. I was hoping. I was hoping they wouldn't. Can you imagine? Well, you know, one of, one of the reasons that I saw, and I don't know if this is true. I'm sure there are many reasons why you want to call this way, like like it this way. I do think that you know it, it's only going to take a year or two, and everyone calls it Meta because the marketing they're gonna throw against this yeah, yeah, yeah. is gonna be insane. So we're gonna be these boomers who are like, oh, yeah, Oculus, oh, boo. And then everyone is already talking about meta before you know it. I can already tell you that right now. Yeah. So I, I kind of accepted it. Like, it also hurts, you know? I'm going to be honest hurts. here. I also love the Oculus. And for me also, like, Oculus is, uh, you know, a big part of the whole VR adventure. Um, and, it, but and also, I like, saw... Oculus has been such a big and integral part of our lives for, the like, like the last four years, especially as people that yeah. do something like this together as a group yeah. and have, have Plus, our own dedicated YouTube yeah. channels that, that, that focus it's on this true. stuff, you know? But... But the thing is, VR isn't mainstream yet. This is the moment to do it. Imagine PlayStation now renaming suddenly. Everyone would be like, it would be a big bombshell. But right now you can still pull this off. So this is a good moment to do it. Yeah. It's smart how they kind of, you know, put everything together. And, and one of the things that I saw, and I don't know if this is true or not, but like Brad Lynch said, like, maybe a part of why they also do this, a small part uh, of it, is that uh, Oculus is, is known as being the gaming thing. And they kind of try to make it more because Oculus. Most people who own an Oculus are playing games yeah. right now. Yeah, and what you, you mean know? is so, they need to compete with Apple in twenty two or twenty three. So well, yeah, yeah, why not change and, and, the brand now? They, they don't. They they weren't planning to. They want to get social. They don't. We're not planning necessarily to be the gaming VR company. You know. Mm. That's not their plan. So mm. I would love to have been a fly yeah. on the wall in the kind of branding marketing department of Facebook when this announcement was made because I bet there was like shit in the wall. But, uh, but it's insane. Like everything is gonna call like Meta Link and Meta this and Meta that. And also like since like as I said, it's already starting. Everywhere I see now, it says Quest Two. It doesn't say Oculus. Oculus is already dis. It already disappeared. Like Thanos snapped. It will never disappear in my Facebook heart. And Facebook Connect. No. Yeah, well... And it's funny because, you know, you said that you meant you mentioned something there, Nathan. I actually wrote this down. And I said that, you know, maybe it's just going to be get to a point when when the metaverse is actually here, we'll be so old yeah. that, that and, and, and the people that use it won't even remember <laughs> that Oculus was from right. Facebook and and we'll be the boomers. That's exactly what I wrote right. down. Time, so time it's funny move, that you said time that. Time moves so fast, dude. Like, it's insane. Also with the Quest 2, yeah, like most people don't talk about the Quest 1 anymore. And soon when there's another headset, Quest 2 is already forgotten and we're already like tech moves so fast and this name will also move so fast we'll be the and, but it's weird now to be like in a year or so it's like oh yeah Meta's normal name still normal we'll be right? sitting in a it's rocking chair you don't know well, back in my day you used to be all kind of like yeah. The, the actual yeah. name Meta doesn't bother me <laughs> because I think it someone someone made this analogy and I agree which is um, <laughs> you know Google has the parent company Alphabet and Facebook now having the parent company Meta, fine, right? It looks looks fine on a press release. Looks fine, you know. I, I think anyone who yeah, uses the, the platform Facebook right now is going to rebuke it just because it's unfamiliar. And you know, Facebook was something that grew it's, up from being yeah. literally a dorm room project, um, and it's very it's very odd feeling for them to kind of change that all overnight. Um, but yeah, the the VR portion, the VR segment of it, it's it's hard to remain positive about it. <laughs> just the just the Oculus bit dying off for me. Yeah. Meta, I could care less about. They yeah. can call themselves whatever the heck they want. Yeah. Um, but I do think, as I said before, I think it's just a giant cock block between companies right now because they because oh, yeah. they need to survive it. If they don't, if the metaverse doesn't take off in the way that they project it, I think 
Facebook slash Meta has a problem long term. Well, I think, I think th- that is, is the, the difference between uh, between you know Alphabet and Meta is that I think that Meta is actually going to be used for branding and not just as a you know the overarching brand the, the overarching company name because right. we are going to see things like the Meta Quest and Meta Hardware yep. and Meta this mm-hmm. and Meta that. So I think that's meta, that's meta still meta different than uh, <laughs> right. It's more invasive, is what yeah, you're saying, yeah. and it will be used at a deeper level, and I and it will. Uh, it's replacing the name of Facebook, right? So the Facebook app is what being called Facebook app, Meta Facebook app, or uh, I'm confused. <laughs> I, I, like, I think they'll eventually come out with something actually called Meta and then Verse written in like some kind of like funny way. I think Verse is coming in. Yeah, download download Verse from Meta. You know, Probably another name both. change question for you lads. Then, so uh, obviously in this we also got the triumvirate of. Horizon, right? Horizon Worlds, Horizon Workshops, and, um, and 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 Horizon Home. How do you feel about that? Okay with that? Yeah, it's fine. I don't, I don't have a problem with that. And I think I think Horizon will be their metaverse. Uh, although they yeah. they refer to it as metaverse, it is called Horizon. I think it will expand yeah. and be Horizon, which makes but more sense. I had a question as well. Those are three pieces of software, right? Have we ever seen Oculus successfully bridge three independent pieces of software? Even three headsets, they like the social bit. We've seen them just go in different trains, going in different directions. I feel like they're yeah. going to end up in where Microsoft usually lands, which is all these different like software projects that have their own legs, and they will have no. They'll have so much difficulty integrating them. That's the problem. So, like with venues, yeah. the avatars are different from Horizon, yeah. and but then Carmack did address this, and he said that these these products have to merge, and it will be painful for them, but they have to make it happen. Um, and they have yeah, to. Yeah. So. It will be um, painful. But I think I think the, the big takeaway from this is that. You know, this is a huge gamble for them. You know, they're putting all their eggs in this one basket. It'll be interesting to see if this gamble ultimately pays off for them. Mm. Who knows? Who knows? And you've got to give them respect for going, you know, all in on this. You know, very few yeah. companies are doing this right now. So Yeah, but on the other side, they also have to. And, like, you know, a lot of stuff happened for the last few months. So it is also very telling that they are heavily rebranding, changing everything. I've also never seen Mark Zuckerberg... Like on a live stream so long, usually he would just say something for what was it like uh, yeah. five minutes, and then then other, and now it was only Mark Zuckerberg. So yeah, there is a lot going on behind the scenes, yeah. and they're completely trying to change how people see their company. What one thing that you said at the start, Nathy, which is what I stepped away from this uh, feeling was uh, production quality is a good indicator of how much the company cares about this message and how much again the risk they're taking in this space. And they are absolutely going balls to the wall with yeah, their pocketbook the, yeah. on this one. Yeah, you can tell. The, this is this is the big personal investment that Mark is making. Mm-hmm. This is his big project. Maybe this is going to be the biggest project of his entire life. You know, when when he when he's gone, that people talk about this being the biggest thing he ever did. I, I really think so. Yeah, that's a fair that's a fair point. Yeah. So let's move on then, because we have got some uh, other topics to discuss uh, on this week's Could show. I- can I just make one point? There sure. was a part of the uh, uh, there was a part of um, I don't know what to call it now. Meta Connect 2021 um, <laughs> that that actually brought me to tears, and and I wasn't expecting Meta that. Um, a company who many of you might know is uh, called Supernatural, um, and they they um, they did mm-hmm. something that I never thought like a California style company with all the smiley sexy bodies uh, could do. <laughs> And they took one of their community members and and made them a dance coach, a lady who was quite overweight and all of this. And I just thought I found it to be very, very touching, like they did the right thing. And I'd love to see other companies really challenge the status quo and do something like that. So 
out of okay. all of Connect. Um, that was the thing that actually struck me the most. The second was oh, yeah. was probably Carmack, but I just wanted to spend a you moment. You mean just like to say, including the community more and showing what's what's getting made or what's going yeah, on just, with how just, people get inspired by just bringing bringing this uh, feeling of what a natural community looks, feels, and yeah, sounds okay. like to the forefront. Yeah. We that's don't what I said. Have like, to this, be that's the real stuff. Have Those to, are the real stories. Yeah, yeah like like bring yeah. real people back to the forefront. <laughs> I still think that Connect <laughs> yeah. is missing the indie vibe that it used to have, giving them a showcase, giving them a leg to stand on. We need more of that. And it, it, maybe that's yeah. the gaming showcase that's to come <laughs> later. But I want to see more of the community side, and I want to see more of the indie side both brought forward for the you know future connects and uh, other events that come forward so yeah I, I feel like i'm now in a call with like 8-bit max Payne on the nes so. okay let, let's let's just continue i don't know what the <laughs> yeah, heck sorry, is going sorry. on no now it's fine again oh, okay now cool it's fine again. um cool. so yeah that's enough about the uh <laughs> facebook connect event uh now it's time to thank another one of our sponsors uh one of our favorite Ooh. games as a group uh walkabout mm -hmm. mini golf from uh, yes. the team at Mighty Coconut. Uh, if you haven't tried Walkabout Mini Golf, you're not only missing out on one of the best golfing games that VR has to offer, but also such an amazing social VR hangout experience that you can have with your friends and family. The game includes eight beautiful courses, including the latest course called Kito Quixote Valley. They've just updated this map with their hard mode, which takes place in the dark if you're looking for that extra little bit of challenge. And each hole on the course has a unique hidden collectible ball, which you have to go and hunt out alongside golfing. So, uh, you know, it's kind of fun to do when your friends are taking their shots. You can go and hunt out the, uh, the hidden balls. Really, really, really cool. Uh, it's a super fun game. You should definitely go check it out. Walkabout Mini Golf is available on Oculus Quest and PC VR headsets via Oculus and Steam. And the link to the Quest version is in the description down below. Mm, okay. Wonderful. Cool. Yeah, absolutely wonderful. So I, now, haven't, I haven't tried the dark course yet, but oh man, I can't. No, wait. we should jump oh. in together to try out. Really. Oh, this. Oh, I'll, put, I'll, I'll put something together, lads. We can yeah. do that. No yeah. problem. Yeah. So uh, if you tuned in on uh, the show last week, we mentioned a new VR Kickstarter campaign uh, for a mixed reality headset called the Lynx R1. Well, Nathy, he's, uh, he's not just changed his background environment and moved to a new location. Oh. No, he's actually in Paris right now, uh, reporting <laughs> live from Paris. <laughs> and you actually got to try out this headset today, right? Yeah, well, it's not even that long ago, so I'm still kind of, you know, having to kind of sit back and relax and, and think about what I tried. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did. So tell, tell us all I about it. Yeah, also, yeah. if you've got any questions for him in the chat. I'll, I'll far, try far to away. tell, like, I'm, 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 like, like, I'm going to try to tell you what I experienced, but as I said, it's been, like, so crazy that uh, <laughs> you kind of, you might have to help me a little bit here. Free, free your mind um, and, and, and let it go. Yeah, I will free my mind. I will. Thank you, Mike. Um so, uh, so Stan, um, you know, the, the CEO of Lynx, he invited me over to come to Paris to try it out. I, I wanted to, like the moment it, it got like announced, I wanted to try out this because it's a VR slash AR. Well, we call that mixed reality. Some people call, I just call it a VR AR headset um, that can do, well, um, has a pass through. Like what we just spoke about, you know, with what Facebook is working on, that's already here. So what he's working on is he has like a, a full pass-through RGB. So AR in a way. It's kind of like cheating with AR, but it's still AR. Uh, mixed reality. And, and VR where you can just completely close yourself off. And um, yeah, he invited me over and he showed me the headset. Um, he did a Kickstarter that was very successful. Um, I don't know how much he got. Was it like four, five hundred or was it three hundred? I don't know, but enough to start making this headset, uh, basically. 
And um, yeah, I got to try it and I was very impressed for sure in, in not the ways I expected because like a lot of people are of course like, oh, what's the display like? Uh, what was this, this and that? But the thing that I experienced, what I found very impressive about this headset, and this headset, by the way, is for consumers and enterprise for both markets, um, is that, so I'm sure most of you have seen Leap Motion before, where you have your hands in front of you in VR, and you see like these like skeleton kind of things going on over your hands, overlaying it and showing what your, well, bone structure is like. Nowadays, it's called Ultra Leap. I think they went with another company, now it's called Alpha, but it was like Leap Motion before. So that's built in, that technology is built into this headset. And what uh, Stan showed off is that uh, with hand track, usually when you hold your one hand behind the other one, or let's say have an object, then it kind of occludes, right? Mm -hmm. Well, here, that has been solved. So you can just, you can like put your fingers between your other fingers and it works, you can just, like you don't have to worry about your hands disappearing like you for example have on the Quest, right? Where they, well, they kind of hide the fact uh, hand tracking isn't completely ready yet. So usually your hands disappear on the Quest. Yep. But here, they just stay in the view. And this is the best part. When you then use the AR function and you, for example, spawn in an object like a, a satellite or a, or a car or something else, you can put your hand behind the object and your hand will actually go behind the object instead of in front of the object. Wow. So it's actually giving you that sense of depth. And that's something that the HoloLens also didn't do so well at the start where your hand would all go always through the objects. So you truly have like, it adds to the immersion you so know, how, of it being you, there. Can you spend a moment on that? So the occlusion, is it's convincing enough? Uh, yeah, yeah. It's insane. So, it's insane. So basically, your hand, there's there's nothing left. It's completely occluded. You see yeah. no... No, 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 no. And of course, it's still a little bit where your hand sometimes like a little top of your finger is because it has to map that. But overall, it's really solid. It's really, really solid. Wow. It's amazing. So yeah, usually we talk about, you know, lenses and things like that. But this, like the software part, I said, like, I see what you're doing here. This is very impressive. So yeah, hand tracking in a way where it feels like the object is actually there on your hand. That's great. The other question I had for you was those those freaky ass lenses. Like, how does that yeah. feel near your face? Like, is it comfortable? Is it uncomfortable? What does it even look like? Does it just look like a normal lens when it's up close? Um, no, it, it's it's fine. I, I like. I wasn't necessarily like blown away by any of that. Um, I did have higher expectations of it oh. a little bit of like the, you know, the screen being bigger, but this is more of a, like a glasses style headset. This is not necessarily a, as I said, it's a VR slash AR headset. So it's more, you're looking through a screen and you can still look out on the outsides, you know, out of your screen. He does have a little face gasket that you can put there. So you're completely, you know, uh, immersed. Um, and yeah, like quality wise, it's hard to compare but it wasn't, let's say, Quest 2 level or index level. Um, but I said, like, it's good enough to be immersed when you're, like, playing around with hand tracking. You totally forget about that. Yeah. And it's just great. Uh, but the lenses are very interesting. I mean, he's, like, I don't know how they are called, but they're, they're like, these sort of, like, diamond-shaped lenses. And they 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 project, like, the, the screen in it, like, four times on this on these like lenses, it's hard to explain, but it's very, 
in like like yeah it's very interesting to see what he's he came up with but looking through them you know like things are sharp i don't see you know like what you have with fresnel lenses or glare or anything like that um like in my opinion the screen could be sharper and could be more around me but yeah yeah. Great. But it, as I said, like I'm more a guy who likes to check out the experience than really, mm-hmm. you know, if, if if it's like 12K, like we mentioned before, or anything like that. But I think the, the, the best part, and this is the first time I got to experience this in the way we're going to do that in the future, is you are um, in AR, so you're, you're, you're seeing the real world, and then suddenly you can step into something and you're in VR. Mm. And there, it's like a seamless like portal between like real life and VR with this RGB see-through. Mm. And it's like super duper you're, awesome. You're, you're, it's you're really physically good. stepping? Yes. So like stepping... Yes, room scale. So basically you're, scale. you're in AR and like, let's say, Vertigo yeah. 1, you step through a doorway, you're physically room scale oh, yeah. stepping For forward. Example. And yeah. then all of a sudden you're into you're into VR. Yeah, so he had like, he had one demo where he had like this big like ball and it was like the universe was inside this ball. So you're standing there and you see like this ball floating and you're like, what's in there? And you can kind of already see the stars kind of like beaming out of this like big ball. And then you walk towards it and suddenly you're in there and then you can grab the sun and you can grab the sun and put it on the outside again. So you're going back to the real world, but you grab the items that you took with you. So I threw <sighs> the sun away and it just flew through the office, through the window, through Paris. Maybe it's still like flying around somewhere. You, you screwed I don't know. up their app, but, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But but you see what I mean? So, so basically VR and AR coming together. This was my first glimpse mm. of that like marriage between these mm. two technologies. Yeah. And it works really well. Like wow. this is what we predicted before. This is like super awesome. We, so like really stepping in and out of AR and VR. We had a we had a question from the chat uh, from Doctor English. Uh, what's the build build quality feel like? Is it all plastic or are there metal bits too? It's hard to tell from the render. I mean, is is it a full fledged headset that you try, or is it like still a prototype as well? It is still. It is still. I should say it's still a prototype. Mm. I mean, they're working very hard on this. Um, but it, it is usable. It didn't feel like something that is like that just came out of uh, you know the oven. Um, yeah, build quality wise, I, I mean it felt solid to me. They do have like it has a hinge right where you can put it up oh, and yeah. down. Um, that is something that I do maybe see where someone could destroy that. But I mean, I think with every headset, it's a problem where people do it too fast or you know there is a certain point where it stops and if you then. Yeah. Over Same with the elite strap, right? Yeah. Where people your brother, just keep uh, dialing. Your brother actually mentioned that it was an aluminium mainframe and it has plastic uh, around oh. it. But of course, since it's a prototype, yeah. we we don't yeah, know what, right. the, what the ultimate device is, I guess. Yeah. It, but there were two versions of this where one had like a black shell around it and there's one where you can see all the hardware. I think that's really awesome. It's like like this steampunky, nerdy, geeky uh, headset. Mm. Like it's, it's it looks really good. And this is a standalone headset, is it? Yeah, yeah, it's standalone. Yeah. And, and what do they have planned in terms of like content for this thing? Um, that's that's a good one. So um, I wanted to say something here, but I can't. Okay. <laughs> but uh, he ha- let's say he has a very he has a very good. Uh, I think I think in a few weeks we'll know more about this. But he's definitely got. Let's say he's gonna work together with others to bring content to his headset. Okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, it might sound a little vague. But then you kind of get the idea of where he's going with this because 
him only making the software himself is of course it's very hard yeah. and it's also expensive um it does um it does allow you to stream pc vr games okay like airlink and this Actually, I was the first one to try this at work today. They worked all night because I told them I'm coming over and I would love to play some Half-Life Alex on this. And they worked their asses off. And, and that, like, I really appreciate them doing this to make it work for me so I could try it. Nice. And I, like, Stan was like, holy shit, it works. <laughs> he was like, he was so happy. He was like, you, you, you have no idea, he said. So I played some Half-Life Alex uh, wirelessly. It, oh. it did have a small delay, but at least they got the controllers working. I thought the Vive controllers kind of weird because these controls are, of course, not uh, published yet. Right. They're not public. So they, there's no shape of them in Steam VR. Yeah. Also, the controllers that I used are not the end versions. Um, they, you could compare them a little bit to the ones that we saw for, you know, to what we saw with the, the Cambria and the Quest Pro leaks where there's no ring on top, where they're kind of small. Okay. Um, but it's nowhere near the end, because I said, like, the controllers are nice, but, you know, if you want to play games with these, then, you know, they might be a little bit bigger and more yeah. haptics, et cetera, et cetera. But, yeah, no, I, I had a good feeling about it, because I did see some people say, you know, yeah, it's a Kickstarter, you know, same with Pimax and stuff like that. And, yeah, partly a lot of, a lot of what he's working on is still unknown of where it's going, but so far, the blueprint he has, and also uh, the noble goal of, with Facebook being this tech giant, also try to make it to the market. In Euro, by the way, mm. because, uh, you know, in Euro with Vario, like most are American or Chinese. It's kind of nice to see uh, these guys, uh, you know, pulling it off. And they're working with like 15 people. Yeah. Mm. So it's a small team, but they make some magic. So I think the know? plan is to release the headset with with as it is, so you can use hand tracking, but the controllers will be additions, right? Especially with the Kickstarter campaign. I think that's the plan. I think so. And, I think, and I think so. from what you're saying, I think there's some misunderstanding in the chat. When you say Vive ones, that was just the uh, the texture that you saw in the headset yeah. represented when you yeah, had, so. but the controllers that you actually physically held were yeah. their own in, in-house developed exactly. controllers. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, exactly, yeah. 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 But it worked with Steam VR. I played also the lab. I played some Beat Saber too. But it was more at the point uh, we can now officially say that Lynx is also a gaming headset mm. and that it does mm. run. Because so far, mm. what you have seen, it's all like, you know, nice hand tracking demos and stuff. But we haven't really seen any, you know, actual gaming um, yeah. because you will be able to. And it's um, funny so, because yeah, overall impressed. a lot of people sort of said, you know, the best AR headsets that we'll see will be VR headsets in the beginning, you know, that have pass through modes, well, you know, yeah. rather than full yeah. proper yeah. And it's very small. It's very light. You know, it has like this halo strap uh, similar to what the HoloLens has. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it also doesn't weigh much. Um, I, I did notice that he has to charge it a lot right now. Where it's like, oh, it's empty again, so we have to charge it. But that's because it is kind of small. Maybe they're going to, you know, build a bigger battery into the back and stuff and kind of, you know. But it did feel like comfy to wear. And I do find like... I know that some people might say, okay, if you play a VR game, you want to be completely closed off. But when I was playing Beat Saber, for example, and people were watching me play, it is kind of nice to also be able to kind of look out of it. So I do think being completely immersed and not being completely... does have like different use cases Mm. in in many ways. With AR, it does fit more to have it open because the real world is already there. So looking through it, it kind of... Mm -hmm. 
makes your field view kind of bigger. It feels that way. That makes sense. Yeah. But um, a bit like with the then, flow, I suppose. Like that had an option as well, yeah. right? So, yeah. Is yeah, this, yeah, is this same, the most open thing. plan VR headset that you've tried? Like, I think so. Where I you mean, can goal... see your peripheral in real life. Because the flow is the yeah, like you were saying, like that's the other one that's kind of obvious. If yeah, you don't, if you don't have the surround, it's quite right. open. Yeah. Well, I haven't like the thing is I haven't tried many of these headsets. Like for yeah. example, Quest has black and white pass through. Like this mm-hmm. is RGB, so that's I, I think this is one of the first ones I tried. I can't compare it to Hololens because that's different technology. Yeah. That's you know using a but the field of view was was nice enough where you know your hands and everything you can just do your thing. Um, and and I'm sure he's gonna put like bigger cameras in it where they they have even a bigger reach because sometimes when I reach like really far away with my hand, then it will kind of lose the tracking a little bit or a bit to the right, so you kind of have to move with your you know headset. But I mean, as I said, this is all work in progress. This is no end result. Yeah. Um, but it's cool that you get to try it and then also get to kind of you know um, be a part of almost like this journey where mm. I'm suddenly in the middle of them discovering stvr and it finally works on the headset so and and the the headset itself it's like a room scale right so it's got like cameras on it for for head tracking i take it yeah yeah so so it's like like yeah you could call it inside out okay Um, yeah question about the rgb pass-through is that um is the how's the saturation in it like does it look lifelike or is it quite muted um i mean it (laughs) I mean, it did have colors. I did see that it's automatically correcting, you know, when it's in AR and you oh. look through it, then it's like it's looking at the light. So it becomes a little bit more bluish or uh, but when you were in VR, I mean, as I said, like I played Beat Saber and didn't really feel like I, I, I could play Beat Saber. You know, it just looked fine to me. Oh. Um, it's just I feel like they 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 can't like serve every market and expect for example what people want that you know mm. want to buy a Pimax or something you know what i mean yeah. in terms of like the yeah. colors and the, like this is a mix of a headset so you kind of have to serve everywhere and you kind of have to also you can't do it perfect here it's it's a hybrid you know do they do they have so. like a target market in mind or is it just kind of like broad they're just kind of leaving it open for everyone to kind of do what they want with this thing I think both. I think yeah, like the like you know, Santoli uh, supports Open VR, mm-hmm. um, and I mean a lot of consumers have backed this. You know, um, also businesses. Um, but right now it's too early to say who's gonna you know. But if people start to make like as you said, content like content is gonna be a big part of where this headset is heading. Mm-hmm. You know, if people start to make these little AR VR games or things like that, then. You're suddenly getting a new genre because, dude, I just only saw some planets and stuff. But let's say someone makes a little game. Let's say, say like Shadow Point, yeah. Observatory, you know, that game. That would be an amazing game for this headset yeah. where yeah. sometimes it's real life, a real life puzzle. Then you walk in circles and suddenly it's VR again. Yeah. Dude, that's like a total new. Yeah, like that's interesting. Yeah, that's those really sound good. I was nervous there. I was chuckling to myself because I thought of Nathy throwing away an NFT sun. Or yeah, some yeah. NFT object. Like when we like get to the Bitcoin. unique side. Yeah, don't throw it away. Yeah, but this is what my brother said. He said, like, you know, we were there, we tried to record some stuff, but he said, like, this is the stuff that you have to try to understand where it's going. So even that I explain this, 
you have to try this for yourself. I know this yeah. is going to hide right now, <laughs> know, yeah. but but the, it is one of those things where you can explain it. But, you know, as I said, moving from AR into VR yeah. with the Quest 2, you can kind of get the idea. But when you finally get to see the same colors your eyes kind of see, it becomes a different story yeah. Yeah. and it, it becomes more real. You're like, wow, well, that does sound good. This is it. I like that. I like the whole concept yeah. of moving from, you know, seeing yeah. your real world and then jumping in through a portal or whatever, and then just being completely immersed in a VR experience. Now, that sounds yeah, pretty, that sounds pretty awesome. awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. We we so, have a so, video so about this coming I, I would, soon or um well yeah, I mean I wasn't here for uh you know peanuts. Um <laughs> but uh well also peanuts. Um French peanuts. Um now maybe maybe next week cool. I'll kinda of have to see because everything was so chaotic that you know, I was like, Oh I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Paris like right after Connect. I don't know what's gonna happen, but I think we can kinda chill now and everything kinda happened. Yeah. Um I, I like I'm sure Stan was relieved because I'm sure he also expected Facebook to, because this project we're talking about is kind of, I think the same thing he's oh, working Project on, Canberra, you know? yeah, uh, similar sort yeah, of concept. Because it, yeah, 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 I think so. So, um, yeah, no, I, I would definitely keep an eye on 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 this uh, this guy. Um, he was very nice, very passionate. He wanted to talk about VR forever. Big office with all these cool. Uh, yeah, I, I like. There was a, this was the first time someone actually showed me how they calibrate headsets with these robot arms and how they, you know, test uh, like different light. Like, you know, usually with like Zim, he burned his uh, lenses once, right? And he has like this device that like acts like the sun and stuff and they can kind of test how light shines into the headsets. If it, let's say, um, you know, um, has effect on glare and things like that. So I really got oh. to see the, the tools and this dude, but I had to sadly leave before then. He had... A um, was the name again? Star Star VR. Star VR, yeah, oh the Star God. VR. You it's know, the, like a remnant, a remnant from the past. Of a headset. Yeah, but that was kind of crazy. Where I was like, whoa, like a Star wow. VR. Those are really rare. Well, that, so, so that's, so that's he, why he, he ran he, the Kickstarter. Yeah, exactly. To, to take the money to, back <laughs> from that. To, to, yeah. to buy the Star VR and a fusion reactor, so you could Im- imitate the sun. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Cool. But but for me, it's so important. Like if you hang out with these people, same with Pimax, you know, when Pimax was like make the 5K and I traveled to China, I felt like I understood better what they're doing. And with this guy's well, I feel like you can trust him and that he really wants to make VR something awesome. And open. So, yeah. And open VR more and importantly, AR, right? Yeah, open. <laughs> yeah, open. Yeah. Especially open. Yeah. So yeah. Cool. Nice. There you go. That's the links. Very cool. And, nice. and yeah, if you, you know, I'm sure Nathie's going to have a video about yeah, it also. Yeah, Keep yeah. an eye on his channel over the next couple of weeks if you want to hear more about the links R1. Also, check out the Kickstarter campaign. They've just hit over a half a million British pounds pledged, which has wow. yeah. completely smashed their initial uh, backer goal. So uh, if you're interested in this headset, go check it out. But like I say, I think the only uh, question we've got over our minds right now is the content, but it seems like they've got a plan for that. So keep yeah. your eyes peeled. And he will be in America soon, you know, with CS yes. and AWE. I think he's going to be there so if that's something you're i know it's still kind of hard to but <laughs> if the, if you're in america and you do want to try it that's the place very nice very nice cool it's nice it's good cool. of you to go and try these things i think you know yeah 
and, yeah. and bring your hands-on perspective to the to the podcast. It, it brings something interesting and new to it as well. So yeah, I appreciate that, dude. Um, so before we get into the releases, uh, we've got to thank our final sponsor of this week's show, and that is, of course, VR Cover. We all love their products. We all use them on all our headsets. I've been using them for like forever now, it seems. They make uh, a full replacement facial interface kits for practically every consumer VR headset available on the market. These uh, interface kits have Velcro on them, so you can swap over the face pads quickly and easily and make everything nice and hygienic if you're demoing VR to your friends and family. They also do some awesome uh, grips for controllers as well, so you can have these textured grips that kind of affix to your hands with a, with a strap. Uh, you don't have to use the, the crappy uh, Oculus Quest default sort of wrist straps and, and they're sort of attached to your hand, which is super nice. If you're interested in leveling up your own VR headset, check out the full range of, of products from VR Cover, which is available on their website. Um, and uh, we've put the link to that in the description down below. So go check them out, show them some love. We love them, they love us, and uh, we're super happy that they're a sponsor of the show. <laughs> Free hugs for everyone. Free it's a hugs. Consensual relationship. Free VR hugs for everyone. Um, now it's time uh, to hand over the reins to Zim for this week's uh, top picks content that you should keep your beady little eyes on coming out uh, over the next couple of weeks. Okay. All right. So this is the time where you got to get your wallets out and purses. And um, I'll start you off with Ancient Dungeon, which uh, for those who've played this before, it's finally time to buy it. It's uh, it's coming to Steam and App Lab on the 3rd of November, oh. uh, just a day before Blade and Sorcery, so you can uh, maybe beat it then. I'll give you a little rundown on what this game offers. So this is a procedural roguelike. Um, you now have five unique dungeon floors, each with their own bosses, monsters, and soundtracks. There's unique gameplay mechanics in this. It's very much a VR dungeon. It's procedural as well, and that's the most interesting thing about this. Uh, even the pickups, you have more than 100 different power-ups as you venture through these various dungeons and a final boss fight uh, in this build of the game. Um, there was a content roadmap ahead, uh, but I think I can safely now say this is the time, if you've been waiting for a complete game, uh, to go and buy it. It is early access on, on Steam, uh, but absolutely Ancient Dungeon is um, yeah. is a blast to play. Uh, I've, I've really enjoyed this, and from the German dev, it is... It's, it's one of the better kind of like dungeoneering experiences that you can get. And it has it has kind of shambled over the last year all the way up to this point with content being added as they've gone. And uh, they added a nice kind of range of soundtracks and stuff to the game as kind of the final cherry on the cake. And now it's finally ready. It, it for, looks like a, it's oh. like a very original art style, yes. I think, as well to see in mm -hmm. VR. And the VR implement, implementation also looks like fantastic. This one. Oh, chopping grass, chopping grass down is way more fun than it should be. Um, okay. This is a must-buy because you can cut grass in VR. Absolutely. In, a, in, in 8K. Euro truck, you can drive a truck in, in <laughs> Ancient Dungeon, you can slice grass down. Oh, my. Now, we ran this a little bit earlier, but I'll just cover off the kind of real basics of this, just in case you joined us later. Blade and Sorcery Nomad is launching on Quest November 4th. For $20, that's around about £15. I should have mentioned Ancient Dungeon is at the same price point uh, of $20 and £15. Um, so again, sandbox. So if you're if you're waiting around eagerly for uh, Project 4, or you just like slicing and dicing some AI, uh, this is a, a lovely single-player experience with it's a sharp price. All, it's it's a sharp price. I think for that for that for that money, um, it's going to sell like hotcakes. 
And yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to get your stabbing action on, that's the place to do it. I was interesting. It was interesting to me that in the trailer there was no blood or gore, right? It's just it's just yeah. kind of very. It's <laughs> good for us too because we're a family friendly, <laughs> family friendly <laughs> podcast. So anyway, that's that's Blade and Sorcery. And you, kind of. It's it's kind of like um, Five Nights at Freddy's. People have been demanding <laughs> that for Quest for so long now, but, but and honestly, it's days. come faster than I thought. Isn't the thing that makes Blades and Sorcery and Blades and Sorcery like the mods? Like, how is that going to work with like the the quest title? Because oh. mods is like a big thing in that game. I have well, partly. Mike said that yep. they were partly coming. Yeah, yeah. So they confirmed partly on their website coming. that they're supporting mods yeah. uh, on Quest. I don't know what that means, partly. Um, <laughs> but it just they just st- said that you know like running multiple multiple mods at the same time might bring the quest to its knees. So ah, okay. you have to be a bit conservative with the mods that you use, and also not all mods from PC will be available on Quest, but they will be supporting mods, which I think is great nice. for a so quest ba- basically, Smart. basically the copyright, copyright-free ones. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And uh, here, here's here's my third uh, spotlight. So um, after the fall, mentioned a bit earlier, this is the co-op four-player FPS. Um, and if you are a Left 4 Dead fan, honestly, Vertigo Games are trying to make the Left 4 Dead for VR. Um, it's a little bit different in that... Uh, you're in the cold apocalyptic future, um, and um, this is something. The thing I think that's really interesting is they had this uh, playable a couple of years ago. Um, Rowdy and I know have both tried this, um, and it is it, it it has a chance. I say it has a chance because it's launching on PSVR, it's launching uh, you know Steam, and on. <laughs> on Meta's headsets too. Um, if we're gonna <laughs> just, like headsets, shoe them yeah. to the to the back corner now. But is it with Meta Link or Meta Air Link? Uh, you can I think you can do both. So um th- this is this is the one thing I would say that I that I kind of walked away from this headset or from this um from this game uh, having tried it and I hope is gonna make it into the final build was the number of bodies that you could yeah. pile up. Like literally a horde would come at you and at the end you would have stacks of corpses Um, i always said at that time i don't know if if that was going to uh, be possible but the core gameplay elements how they differ from left 4 dead for example you've got customizable craftable weaponry um which is which is i think an interesting feature we'll see how that stands up but the fact that it's across so many platforms i think will help to keep the um lobbies uh, available and hopefully full for the four, four coming weeks. I would say, again, I always give this caveat when there's a multiplayer, you know, a, a multiplayer title in VR landing, get in early if you want to play with other people because, you know, things can dry up. Yeah, Pop 1 hasn't dried up yet, but it'll have its day at some point. Um, so if you want to play this with other players, you know, don't wait months. Get in in the first couple of weeks. And this is landing on, yeah. um, you know, November 9th. Oh, no, I don't the, have a price tag. This is it. December 9th. It's coming out, this one. Oh, December the 9th. Shamba. I must have mis- misread yeah, that. It, Thank you, yeah, sorry, sorry. I, when I saw it, no, the cheers. trailer pop up, I was like, this is a while away yet. Yeah, it's the, the 9th of December. Yeah, That means I'm running it way early. Thank <laughs> yeah. you. Should have called it. <laughs> sorry about that. It's a good one to get people uh, hyped for. You know, it's, 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 it's going to yeah, be an interesting you can, title. You can, you, you can go, go on holiday the next show. Yeah. So you don't have to go. Yeah, that's great. That's my job done. I have a couple more things just to kind of um, mentions uh, for us at the end here. So there's a couple of things that we haven't mentioned. I just want people not to kind of completely miss. And also, given it's the Halloween season, you can tell because we're all in our various costumes here. Um, So first off, uh, Ragnarok on Quest, which landed on the 21st. That's kind of like a Viking music game. Try that out. 
Puzzling Places had a DLC which was called Mars Desert Research Station, which I've tried. That's that's pretty fun. If you were looking for new content, if you build all the puzzles, now you have a chance to go buy some more. Um, the one that I wanted to cover off for Halloween specifically is Affected, the Manor Complete Collection, uh, which Ooh. is which is great because it's got um, it's got something called the Gauntlet, which I think would be perfect. Rowdy was talking earlier about you know showing off the headset. Halloween's a great time; people are getting together and all this. The Gauntlet is like a multi-minute it's not very long but it's like this multi-minute run uh that you have to do and there's bookshelves running in front of you little girls popping up (laughs) wheelchairs and you have to get it done as quickly as possible so it's it's kind of perfect for the person who's got a lot of self-confidence and wants to do something horrifying in vr because it's halloween and feck it i'll just jump in the headset I think the gauntlet would be the perfect example. Affected <laughs> itself is a bit intense and maybe shouldn't be a person's first time, uh, but the gauntlet I think would would work really well. So I'll flash That's a little cool bit concept. about how that works. And um, yeah, have you guys all played Affected or some of you not yet played that? It's been a long time, yeah. long, long time. Yeah, you should. You should. Too scary for me. You should definitely try the gauntlet. It is a hilarious new feature. So that's now launched on a bunch of different platforms, and they've just come to PSVR too. So, um, sorry, to PSVR also. <laughs> PSVR, PSVR too. also, not PSVR. Wow, we're too. getting some really, we're really <laughs> uh, getting to hear stuff about the future Absolutely. today. Yeah. You can't, you can't stop me, right? Uh, this is the first. This is the first time you actually, you know, seeing that. So yeah. That's, it is um and then and then there's this is the set the freebie section so the last things i want to say all the rest of the stuff i'm going to talk about are free firstly let's start with steam so um i won't run a trailer for it because i felt like it was a little bit spoilery but if you're if you're not familiar with hp lovecraft's stuff think about cosmic horror and poetry merged together if you've heard the word cthulhu you're in the right camp um, there is a free experience that just landed on Friday, it's the 29th of October, um, and that's called Dagon, D-A-G-O-N. And you Dagon. and you play this ship captain who's addicted to drugs, wants to end his life, and uh, you then get to experience the why. So wh- how did you end up in such a sad, starry state, Mr. Captain? And he gives you this whole kind of, um, it's a very poetic telling. It's, for anyone who is like a fan of the English language, this taught me maybe 20 new words that I hadn't heard before. It's it's okay. it's actually kind of worth your time. 30 to 40 minutes will take you uh, to run through it. Um, but you do get to see some pretty creepy you know, creatures. Uh, and so that's worth your time. It's on Steam. It's free. Go try it. That's Dagon, D-A-G-O-N. And then the other one, which is probably the biggest, baddest news today, is that there are three games, not just one, VR game landing for PlayStation Plus owners. And this is actually shocking news um, because you're getting the persistence, if you're subscribed, this is, you're getting the persistence for free. You're getting uh, Walkabout, sorry, not Walkabout, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners and um, and Until You Fall. So I, I think that trio of games, if you don't enjoy one of those three, you're probably a broken human being because that's just, that's amazing. The yeah. persistence is perhaps the only game, it's a horror game, that I have not been able to complete simply because it's too scary in parts. So the persistence is a great, again, kind of a roguelite. Um, Until You Fall, which I'm showing, is a, God, I would call it like a, a music roguelite sword slash action game where the timing of your slashes matters and how, how you slash and you progress and you progress and you reset. Um, and then, of course, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, that's in my top five. I mean, if you want a really atmospheric kind of horror experience this this Halloween. 
you can't go wrong with Walking Dead. It's amazing. Even if you don't like like horror games that scare you, this one is it'll 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 make you fearful for your life in the environment. It's not like a jump scare horror. It's really really well done. It's tasteful horror. So if you want something to really whet your appetite this Halloween, you can't go wrong yeah. with The Walking Dead. Mm, nice. Oh, nice. very good. Very good. Great lineup. Yeah. Also, a f- not a freebie, sadly, but a blast from the past, and I'm seeing it every year. Edge of Nowhere, third person mm-hmm. VR. Fantastic. And not too long either. You can probably clock that in like four, five, maybe. Yeah, it's it's yeah. it's bite bite size. You can do it do it in a weekend yeah. evening. So that's that. Yeah. Uh, the three that I mentioned were Ancient Dungeon, Blade and Sorcery, Nomad, and uh, you can just erase from your minds after the fall. Uh, that's coming in, a, in another month. Yeah. <laughs> what, what I love about these PS Plus games that we're slowly getting for free, like we've had other PS Plus games like uh, Farpoint and Star Wars Squadrons recently, is that they're slowly building up people's like PlayStation VR yeah, libraries yeah, yeah. and they probably don't even know, but they're subtly doing this. And then when the headset drops, they're going to be like, oh, by the way, if you've been a PS Plus member for the last year, you've got like a dozen games to play already. So, you know, don't worry about yeah, the, yeah, the headset yeah, yeah, price. Yeah. So super smart move from, uh, from honest, Sony, I think. Honest. But uh, thank you for the games. Zim, we're going to wrap up the show now because we've gone on for quite a while, but we've had a lot to talk about. It's been an important uh, discussion in many ways, so I hope you appreciate these long episodes. If you've got any questions, now's the time while I kind of wrap up the show. I just want to say thank you again to everyone that's watching and listening and also for the support of our amazing sponsors, Synth Riders, Walkabout Mini Golf, and of course VR Cover. Just a reminder of the showtimes, it's live streamed every other Saturday on YouTube and Twitch. The show goes live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 10am Pacific time. You can also check out the audio version, which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Spotify. Hit the like button and subscribe to the YouTube channel so you don't miss all our future shows. And of course, we'll be back in a couple of weeks time where we'll be talking more about the latest and greatest VR news from uh, the uh, the VR industry. Um, episode, everyone's saying thank you for the fantastic episode, amazing show. Thanks for the great show, guys, as always, from Norman Robinson. One Up VR as well, thank you for the amazing show. Dark Angel, long-time supporter, thanks for the stream. Everyone's just saying thank you. No questions for us, it doesn't look like, so we'll wrap up the show and say awesome. goodbye. So thank you again to you all. See you in a couple of weeks' time. Have a great couple of weeks in VR. Until then, bye-bye for now.